0: Welcome to the latest edition of the TetraCast. My name is Zachary, I'm your host. Joining me this week for the April 29th edition is Adam Vitale and Josh Torres. Welcome, gentlemen. I keep watching this
1: new tournament footage of ARMS, and I'm just like, I don't, I kind of want to pre-order it. I, I keep swinging back and forth on whether I should get ARMS or not.
0: I mean, they kind of proved that they can manage different genres with up Splatoon, Right. It's yeah, I mean, like... it's,
1: just, it's just one of those things. Like it, it, it just looks super, super fucking cool. And I, I get more impressed the more they like show of it. Like the, like at the time of this recording, just about last night, they showed off a new character. His name is like DNA Man in ja- Japan in Japan and Helix for all Western territories, and he just looks super fucking cool.
0: <laughs> uh, remind me, who's actually working on that game? Like, what studio or? I, I don't know which uh, Nintendo's division
1: or if it's yeah. like some sort of a Splatoon deal where it's like they kind of, it's kind of, I remember Splatoon was like some sort of university, it started off as like some sort of university project. Yes. I don't, I think, I think ARMS is kind of like that, I want to say. I'm not 100% sure on how it found its roots.
0: Because it reminds but, uh, me a, a lot of like punch Out. so I was wondering if maybe, if that was the case.
1: I, I, I don't, I don't, I know it's not like probably the punch-out developers, I don't think that's the case but it definitely finds its you know influences in that and also in like gundam as well among other things uh but man that that tournament footage just seeing the potential of this game oh man it looks i think it, i think i might get it
0: oh it looks pretty cool oh okay so in fact just going off of it's uh nintendo uh epd so the planning and development team so yeah it's actually the people that have helped pretty much a lot of those recent nintendo games like Uh, you know, Twilight Princess HD. They helped on that. I'm just reading off of here. Fire Emblem Heroes. (laughs) Go figure. Breath of the Wild. They helped on Breath of the Wild. So it's it's this it's that studio. Um, it looks. It makes it seem like they haven't really been around that long. Oh yeah, it was created on September 16, 2015. Okay. Wow. Yeah, so it's actually pre- that's pretty re- crazy. Exactly, they have a pretty good tra-
1: t- a track record already. Then
0: it's weird because like they didn't help on Splatoon. Maybe it's because of the history, like you just mentioned. But they are working on Splatoon two. So that's okay. they got multiple projects going on at the same time. Because you've got like it must be a huge studio. Yeah,
1: imagine it's like it's some sort of like technical development type of deal.
0: Yeah, because they did, they got Breath of the Wild, Mario Kart eight Deluxe, Arms Splatoon two, Super Mario Odyssey, and whatever the Animal Crossing mobile game is supposed to be. So, they're very busy people, but yeah, from all intents, it looks pretty damn cool, and also, it seems like the fan community is really embracing it, (laughs) because there's a lot of fan art for those characters. Yeah. So, I think that, uh, honestly, as a Switch, if you're a Switch owner, it doesn't seem like outside of Splatoon 2 in July, because ARMS, I think, is out in, what, June? Middle of June or something like that? Mm -hmm. So, it's like, what else do you really have to look forward to? Yeah, there's a a, a few, like, Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, if you don't... If you don't have a PS4, you probably have. Well, I mean, if you like Puyo Puyo Tetris on the go, definitely Switch is kind of your main thing. Um, it makes yeah, it seem Mario, like
0: yeah, the Switch is it should not be your primary console. It should be Mario like a Kart Eight go. Deluxe just yeah. came out, and
1: you know, that's. I mean, it's it's not a lot still, but they're they're getting, they're making it happen
0: absolutely and actually came in stock uh was it yesterday or the day before yeah Um, i I
1: just noticed that a lot of people have been uh, picking up a switch lately so it must have gotten back in stock just within the last three four days
0: it actually uh it was up on amazon best buy and walmart uh, i believe and for amazon anyway it was up for like an hour so it must have been a pretty significant uh shipment uh Mm -hmm. a huge stock that they gave to those three companies and so you should see a lot more Switch owners for sure. Um, yeah, that yeah. makes
1: sense with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe now here.
0: Yeah, that's that's the thing. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, that seems to be like... They're calling it the best version of that game, which is you know not a real stretch of, of your imagination. I mean, because it, it it's easy, right?
1: Uh, you, uh, you get all the DLC tracks and characters, and you make the battle mode not shit, and then it was already... like The base game of that outside of battle mode was already fantastic to begin with.
0: Yes. I Honestly, uh, I've... Haven't really been big on Mario Kart since like Mario Kart sixty four, uh, but mm-hmm. that and and I think it's Mario Kart what was it seven or eight on the DS? I forget what it was. Seven, seven, yeah. I played a lot of that just because you had uh, free. What was it the you only need one cartridge, and anybody around you can play. Up to three other people can play. I think it was.
1: Yeah, I've, there was some sort of term for that, but yeah, I think
0: that was the case. It was awesome. That was like the perfect way because uh, we would just go to a club and everyone would just be playing Mario Kart Seven. It was a good time. But outside of that, uh, I played a tiny bit of, of eight just on, the, uh, on my Wii U. So.
1: Yeah, I, I played a ton of eight uh, when I when that came out on Wii U. I had a lot of fun with it. I don't know if I'm gonna pick it up again for we uh, Switch. It's just, it, it's just buying $60 again for all of that. I mean, it, I'm not going to say it's like a bad game. It's just, I'm, I have my, uh, my own sort of pro- projects going on. So it's hard to fit time in for that. Maybe, maybe around summer. Who knows?
0: Yeah. But for all intents, it sounds like pure, pure Tetris has one hell of a localization. It's got a lot of oh
1: ridiculous jokes. Real Pretty Tetris is kind of amazing. in the like, work they put in, uh, to that, I've been playing it a lot. I, did like the first three chapters in adventure mode, and they just go all out on the, both the English script and the the voices. The, vo- the English voice is actually kind of hilarious. They're, they're 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 it's fitting for the game. It's not like super fantastic, but it's cheesy enough. Like it, it captures that 90s cheese of like you remember just uh, single player puzzle games having wacky stories. It's definitely that going uh, by that or, uh, era, yeah. and just the way that the uh, Tetris and Puyo cast kind of interact <laughs> together. It's uh it's clever it's clever writing it's it's funny as hell I I enjoyed uh, a ton of that I and then for online I uh, played with several friends uh, for about like three and a half hours like last night Wow oh. and it was it was we tried out all the modes and it was super insane especially the fusion mode at, which actually combines both Tetris and Puyo's in one. Like actual playing field so you're kind of playing both games simultaneously it's wow. nuts wow. it's crazy
0: yeah. <laughs> that sounds pretty damn cool i mean that's the uh, that's the thing i think people are concerned about because um they were worried about the the fact that it's english only because i play the japanese version the japanese version has a ton of charm especially the voice mm-hmm, acting yeah. uh how ridiculous it gets uh but the english i heard um is definitely good enough I think the
1: demo like kind of misled a lot of people yeah, because was... it, you did you didn't get to you only got to play like the battle like obviously only the battle mode of it and you only got to hear those voices but uh... now they not that you actually understand like you know the crazy ass story that it has plus how these characters interact <laughs> with each other in adventure mode it um it's it's great uh, I'm it's probably one of the best puzzle games I've played like in the last think, six seven years damn. It's, Really fucking good.
0: It's awesome because you've got that dynamic, of course, of the Pure Puyo versus uh, Tetris, as the name shows. People who don't know Puyo Pure Puyo, Pure, uh, that's like Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine or Kirby mm-hmm. Avalanche, yep. like those games where you have the gels that are like um, two of them like stuck together, and then you can rotate them around. That's all you can really do, and then you have to stack them up. Is it four or deep? Uh, yeah, so match four, match four, yep. exactly. And and the cool thing is that all the different modes that that game has, uh, like you said, you can spend like hours, but it's got different modes. Like you can either just you can do like you know puyo puyo versus Tetris, or everyone the same, or like it switches it up. Uh,
1: yeah, there's a swap mode, yeah. so like it, you're kind of playing both uh, swapping off puyo puyo and Tetris, and then you work off of a timer. So, it, you can have like these strategies of like I'm gonna go like do this uh, puyo puyo chain to like stack up their Tetris uh, as it swaps, uh, type of deal. So you're kind of managing two playing fields and kind of being mindful of like okay, do I want to like screw them over? At Tetris or Puyo, like there were like many times where I play uh, where like I was doing terrible at Tetris, but I saw them struggling at Puyo. So uh, the main focus of Puyo is not necessarily speed unlike Tetris. It's all about building combos and chains like after yeah. you uh, like crush four, like a Puyo will drop to another four, etc. and Then causing like a chain reaction. So you can like really you can do crazy chains that will like almost pretty much kill the other player if you do it right. So, like, I once I knew that I, I was doing bad on Tetris, like, I made it like my goal to like kill them on Puyo instead. <laughs> and then, so, like, it, what I would have lost at Tetris, I, I made sure to win the round by killing them on Puyo before it swapped back to Tetris where I would have lost.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that I was always pretty bad at Puyo, uh, like that, that series. I was always like, I played a ton of Tetris. Like, I even had one of those little handheld, I think they're called Tetris Junior. Like, it was like, oh, it was yeah, like yeah. a keychain you would carry around. And so, I played like yeah. a, hours and hours and hours of that. Uh, and got really good at that, but when it came to Puyo, I only got able maybe like two or three rounds into say Kirby's Avalanche, and then just absolutely lost it every single time. I cannot. Yeah,
1: it, it Puyo is a weird like mind. It's kind of like learning how to drive. It's just you you kind of have to like lead on uh, your your combo chain. So like the junk that they give you, you can work it towards your advantage. So you have like these gray blocks uh, that uh, fall down towards you, and those are like kind of like your uh, initiators of your chain because once you uh, get rid of those, uh, you can start kind of working it to your advantage. Like, okay, I'm going to put this color on top of this junk. So when I get rid of that block, it'll initiate a chain. that will get rid of this gray block into this other chain. So it, it's one of those things, like, it, the more you see it, the more you'll get it. But it's definitely, when you're swapping off of a Tetris and trying to, like, mold your brain into that mindset, it, it's definitely tough. Like, I had to, like, I'm still trying to remember exactly... What were all the neat tricks in in Puyo, but I'm kind of starting to remember bits and bits of it. It takes the 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 sad part about the the Puyo series is like not not a lot of games kinda get brought over here no not over at the all. years
0: like only a few so,
1: yeah, but uh I'm glad to see that like one of the best entries of that that can't finally officially came over i was st- for the longest time, I was thinking about like importing uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris after playing it several times at at a friend's house. But yeah, you know, I can I'm more than happy that you know it's finally a thing Absolutely. Uh, officially.
0: Especially like the one that like the least possible chance of being localized did. Did yeah. you um get it for the PlayStation 4 or the Wii are the Switch, excuse me?
1: I got it for the PlayStation 4 and it and it's weird just for people listening the how it's all broken down is the PlayStation 4 version is physical only yeah. because Ubisoft has the digital rights to Tetris on PSN. Meanwhile on the Switch version it's available physical and digital but the physical version of the Switch is $10 more. Uh, but, you know, to kind of quote-unquote offset that, uh, you do get, like, keychains, which is kind of just masking, you know, like that Switch cartridges are kind of a bit co- costier to, like, kind of uh, distribute.
0: Yeah, and it's 30 bucks normally for the PlayStation 4 and 40 bucks for the Switch. So Yeah, even, physical. Yeah, the... even, even then, it's like, if you're talking about, yeah, the hours and hours of inter- mm-hmm. entertainment you can get from that, especially from playing online, like you talked about with your friends, uh, it's got a ton of value, and especially oh, yeah. like if you have a, if you have an Amazon Prime account, you get twenty percent off. Or Best Buy's Game Club, Gamers Club, um, that's twenty percent off. So you know, twenty four bucks for a game like that—that's hell of a price to put it at. And it just makes me feel like there's more and more games lately that are kind of bringing down from the price point. Because you got that, you got Yakuza Kiwami coming up, and mm-hmm. then of course you got the Valkyria uh, as as revolution. a revolution. Yeah. You know, so, or is it just revolution? I forget. It's just revolution. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Azure
1: Revolution was the ja- ja- Japanese Ooh. one. And I think uh Tetris is like one of those like great cases of like it's a, it's. I can imagine it's like an amazing Switch title cuz you just take it on the go as oh, well. Yeah, and, no doubt. So, it, like I feel like the the best like way to get it if you want to like uh just play it is probably digital on Switch. So you always have it on hand wherever you are at. You don't have to swap out cartridges or anything. It's just always there for you.
0: Yeah. And that's that sounds like a really good plan. Although those Keychains—they look pretty cool. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I would like to have that because that... they're adorable as hell. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, just to have that around. So besides Pio Pio Tetris, which I I still need to get to, I bought that game too. But part of me wants to just hold on to the physical version and just keep it in the street wrap, and then just get the digital, just because I don't know, because uh, like you said, like that's the only way to buy it. Uh, besides that, oh, yeah. though, you, but even you need playing... a Switch.
2: You
1: need a Switch for the digital, though.
0: So. Oh no! You can get it on PlayStation Four digital, right? No. Oh no no sorry no no yeah that's that's what I mean uh just just giving up on playing it on the PlayStation Four and wait till I get a Switch so Uh I I got confused in my own conversation. Yeah I know
1: it's 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 a weird like. Way to distribute it but it's the only feasible way to kind of and it's also weird that they didn't bring over the xbox one version either i mean yeah. there, there was, different... there
0: was an xbox One the version, vita that. version too yeah the vita...
1: the vita version is weird because that's also the the version yeah. of that is kind of outdated and balancing because they released like uh, a few balance patches for this and the japanese version that's right but uh i think the vita version is on an outdated uh patch for that
0: yeah that's that's very true but you know people who are listening of course you can still import obviously the vita version from japan mm-hmm. um Maybe the prices will go down just because now it's been localized that the import prices weren't so high because the demand was high. So hopefully that'll be the case. But you know, region free, which is fantastic. Um, yeah. But besides that, you've been also playing some Dragon Quest Heroes two. Yep,
1: uh, Dragon Quest Heroes two is like I've only barely three hours into it, but it's kind of better at the than the first game in like almost every aspect. Yeah, and that's solely because the first game. Um, relied so much on base defense to, to kind of roll it back a little. Dragon Quest Heroes is that uh, Koei Tecmo Omega Force uh, developed game uh, the, with this uh, Dragon Quest uh, license. So it's very much like a Dynasty Warriors gameplay hack and slash type of deal. Yeah. Uh, the the first one, uh, my beef with the first one was the, especially at the main quest is that a lot of the missions, maybe, like, I want to say 90% of the missions were just base defense. So it's just, like, wave-based kind of deals, like, setting up, like, kind of defenses against it, summoning monsters to help you kind of... fend off waves at key spots and it was like that over and over again so the whole story had to like be contextualized like oh okay you always have to be like defending this village or defending this person for you know like the whole every story beat of that was centralized around that and not only did it like make the story beats dull but it also made the the gameplay design and structure kind of suffered for that so in the second one you have these dual protagonists again the new ones uh, cousins, Lazarus, and uh, Teresa, I believe, and they're they're knights, and they they kind of meet up and the already shit goes down. They're they're visiting this kingdom and whatnot, and so they're trying to prevent war, like from these two uh, you know kingdoms on the brink of it. And the this game is already great because it's there's still very very like small amounts of like uh, defending stuff that's like uh, that they just went through right now and, like some story missions, but. Uh, like fr- right from the get go, you are you're already on a field map, like traveling from one like city to another, mm-hmm. and like you have just the the amount of options that you're given is like way way just more versatile. Like you can now like spec into a class with your main character, one of the one of the cousins, and like you can they initially start off as warriors, but you can like either uh, do dual wielding or sword and shield, or you can have them have an axe. And whatnot, and other weapons, a spear, and just being able to just free, freely travel uh, travel around uh, like that without having to like aren't confined by like a mission of just defending something and having to like wait for like waves of enemies, and just going through the same thing over and over again is very refreshing. I think it really works to to the game's advantage. I now have uh, Tornico, uh Maribel, and Ruff as well uh, in my party. And I'm really liking Tornico a lot. Uh, that's the merchant from traveling merchant from was it five, four? four? Okay, four. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's uh, a blast to play because like his uh, whole move set is kind of uh, focused around like charging through enemies, and his uh, abilities are great because he's kind of like your big party healer as well. And so you have an HP and MP bar, uh, just like the first game. You can uh, assign skills to your characters. Uh, that you learn via skill points. Uh, and then so every time you cast it in combat, you'll expend that MP. And then in combat as well, just like the first uh, game, you can like uh, switch between any or four party members in mid-battle, so you're not confined to one character. Uh, like, say, if you're like at this tough boss you need like more damage, uh, so you switch over to one of the more heavy-hitting characters. Like, I have this uh, other character, Desdemona, I believe, who's uh, a big axe-wielding, uh, check that just fucking uh, mauls through enemies, and uh, a lot of the the design of this game, just in exploration uh, in those fields, just there's a lot of things going on. You are not just like mindlessly like, you know, going from like one any mob to another. There, there are other things that happen out on that field. There's sometimes there's special monsters. Like I know there's like this bounty one uh, that would that would like you went up to it and just like fucking one shot my party. It's like oh I should probably like get away from this thing then, and so and then there are other ones that are kind of like. Uh, weird, like mini bosses that you can kind of encounter, and it's like you run into them, and it goes to like a random encounter, like uh, so, like, like...
0: music playing and all that.
1: Yeah, of course. Awesome. So it goes. It goes to you transition to like this like mini arena with them. So it's kind of like a, a like a mini boss battle with them. It's like so that's the cool.
0: a little bit, like the verse whatever like the the duels that you would have. I forget if. That yeah, was a little, one. a
1: little, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and the cool thing about this is that it also uh, brings back that monster metal system. Uh, from Dragon Quest Heroes 1. So you can have, uh, every time you uh, defeat a monster, they have a chance of like dropping their medal. And medals are uh, di- classified in different ways. So like in the first one, you had sentry ones that like you summon the monster and they fight alongside with you for a limited amount of time. You have uh, ones called saviors, which are like, they cast a spell uh, when they're when they're summoned. I forgot the third one. But then there's a new fourth one in uh, two called Substitute, and like you kind of become the monster themselves. So like you like the Golem uh metal, for example, uh, is one of these Substitute ones. So you use it and you become the Golem himself for a limited amount of time. So you're just fucking smashing through enemies with like uh, it actually has a, u- a unique move set as well. It has a different attack. at square, triangle, and circle. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, I've been having a lot of fun with it. Just there's there's a lot, a lot to like kind of unearth about it. You can uh, play this in multiplayer as well, but the kind of the the big downside of multiplayer, like in story mode, is kind of like Neo, in which one of the people has to have like beaten that story section in order to play with other people in that. Which I, I kind of I I kind of get, but at the same time, I like doing that blind playthrough with someone. Yeah. So. Um, and then I, I think there's like this also um, dun- special dungeon that's uh, multiplayer exclusive. I want to say I think you can do it solo, but the, there's one that you know that doesn't have, need to have that requirement of the the story beating uh, the story sections. So there's still a lot to unearth on that. I've been liking what I've been seeing. I have the PS4 version. I know the PC port has is kind of rough right now. I don't know if that's been patched up, but just initial reports when I saw it on release day, I've been hearing people. Uh, I've been having weird issues with that, especially with uh, resolutions beyond 1080p.
0: It that's the big change, right? Is the multiplayer though? Is like the four-player multiplayer, right? That was the big change.
1: Yeah, I think that uh, that's one of the bigger changes, along with just the uh, the general mission structure being a lot more flexible and a lot bettered variety.
0: Yeah, that's like I own the original and I just haven't gotten to it because I got it back when there was like a price mistake. I think it was like Black Friday. Maybe mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, where it dropped from sixty down to twenty dollars. Like, well, maybe it was like ten or fifteen dollars. It was like super cheap, and wow. it was clearly a mistake at the time. And I, I, I grabbed it at that point, but I uh, just haven't gotten around to playing it. But maybe, maybe I should just try the second one first. I don't know. We'll see what happens.
1: I, I mean, yeah, the, the first one's like. Not- not bad like it, it, it's a fantastic like proof of concept of, like okay adapting like you know the, the dynasty warriors gameplay style into how would that look like in the dragon quest verse it definitely has that charm uh it oozes dragon quest you know along with like just the ui the sound effects the music it's just the like i said the main weakness of the first one was just that repetitive mission design uh, but uh if you can get past that and like enjoy the gameplay like i really enjoyed like playing bianca uh in that one that <laughs> it, 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 it's a it's a it's a great game in itself but i think the the second one just has they really listened to the feedback of the first one it's like okay we can do a lot better with this
0: that's that's i think if anyone uh Omega Force and kowei techno they've really got that down to a science uh adapting these popular franchises into like their own style because you've also got the recently announced a uh, warriors all-stars game that's supposed to be out i think it's on it's at the end of August. I think it's the yeah. same day as Yakuza Karami, speaking of which. Uh, so they've got like these two different games um, coming out there. But yeah, Warriors All-Stars, of course, that, all, it's like a collaboration of all these different properties into one game. But uh, they've done a pretty good job with that. Then you've got like Attack on Titan, as well,
1: yeah, they've been they've been really busy over the years with yeah. the other, other uh, licenses of you know anime, other video games. The, the, like there is definitely a fan base, the, a strong fan base for these kinds of games, you know, and uh, as equally so like you know it's definitely you'll love it or hate it type of deal. Uh, sometimes you know a lot of people will, will just want to like take control of a character, and just beat the shit out of like hundreds of things, and there's you know something super satisfying about that. You're just being like not really confined by like a game's like traditional systems and being like let go, be free of just like going out to an open battlefield. Like I know they're working on Fire Emblem Warriors as well. Yeah,
0: uh, it's it's a good thing for the stress. But yeah, Fire Emblem Warriors, I'm pretty interested in that game. But yeah, I'm a huge fan of Dynasty Warriors, so I'm happy to see them doing. Yeah. this. it may not be for I, everyone, but I love it.
1: So. I think they're also uh, the. They said that they're gonna announce the first details on Dynasty Warriors Nine sometime next month. So that's gonna be crazy because they already said that that game is gonna be open world. So
0: yeah, and I think mm. the next Romance and Saga game, speaking of which, is supposed to be out what by the holidays? I think it was, or oh, was this? Single, oh, was it? Uh, there's they've got Romance and Saga. What, what? Not am I missing this? Not Romance and Saga. I'm sorry. What am I thinking of? Um, romance of the Three Kingdoms. Is what I'm thinking of. So they've got that, and then they've got their other strategy series. They keep putting those out uh, every year. But yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see about Dennis Towers Nine. They already announced that back like a few months ago, right? Am I? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it was like around T G, like the back end of TGS. I'm gonna yeah, say. Yeah,
0: that's right. Because they had the big um, celebration. Because I think that series, or I don't think it's a series, or the studio itself. It was like a maybe it was the series, like a the series. Yeah, it's like uh, was like... it? It can't be fifteenth. I mean, it started on the PlayStation Two as like a one v one fighting game. I think. Oh, I think
1: it? it was the original PlayStation. You're,
0: yeah, it was, it was that, and then Dinosaurs Two. Okay, that's that's what yeah. I was thinking of. So yeah, it could totally be the twentieth anniversary. That's yeah. I think, it was, I think
1: it the 20th it's the twentieth anniversary. There's been like a
0: billion entries since then, but that's yeah. that's just fine. So great. Uh, that's pretty much been your entire time then. John Carteros Two and Puyo Puyo Tetris. Yep. Awesome. And Adam. Uh, you recently got this for free review. I know you were super excited for this, but um, how's the Caligula effect been treating you for the Vita?
2: Okay, so only for the Vita. Yeah. So yeah, I we I got this just a couple nights ago a review code. Here's someone with a wrapper <laughs> or something. Anyway, uh, I got Caligula or the Caligula effect for the Vita a couple of nights ago for review, and I haven't played it a whole lot. And also, I'm under review embargo, so I can't really say a whole lot but um i guess it's very weird <laughs> this okay. game so after the opening scene so could, let me back up so what the caligula effect is it's it's a game developed by aquaria and published by furiu in japan and uh i actually don't know what else aquaria has developed i'm sure i could think of something um i don't
1: yeah i get i can't say i remember what they've yeah. developed
2: but, uh, Atlas USA has localized a couple of their titles, like, uh, the Legend of Legacy and, uh, a Furuyu titles, Legend of Legacy and Lost Dimension and things like that. So this is just another one of those localizations that they're doing. Um, so it's a Vita only game and the, the, its main like selling point is that it has the Persona 2 like, scenario writer on it. And mm-hmm. so that, that they're always trying to advertise, like it's got the Persona 2 guy. So it's like Persona 2, Um, I guess. So, so they're the
0: Sword Art Online Hollow Fragment people, by the way. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah,
2: that's right. And then so the main premise of the game is that you in the very opening cutscene, you you name your character and you figure out that the school that you're in is actually a fake world um, Ooh. that's that's basically been created by a a vocaloid named Mew, the Greek letter Mew. Uh, All right. And so, like, this Vocaloid basically creates this fake world, and it's supposed to be, like, this ideal, perfect world. Like, everyone is, I guess, a high schooler now. And so these people the are... The ideal Japanese yes. world. And oh, so the, the, the so the people in this world, they may not have been high schoolers in the real world. They could be adults. They could be, you know, grandpas or whatever. Um, but in this world, they're high schoolers. And some people start to realize and kind of see through this matrix that... It's not the real world and they're actually stuck in it and they want to find their way home. And so they create a club that's literally called the Go Home Club. And <laughs> oh, of course, <laughs> every got, anime
0: has got a Go Home Club is what I found out.
2: Okay, and then so I, I'm only a, like a, a two hours into the game, so these are very preliminary impressions. Um, but once you get control and I, I, saw, I saw some of the press releases talking about this, but I didn't know what they meant. You can basically talk to any Student in this school, and they all have names, uh, oh. and you can basically gain an affinity with them. And I think there's like 512 students Wait, in the school. So, so like you can like like form like a relationship bond with them. Yes, with any student, awesome. not just your party members, but any student. And then when you okay. talk to them enough, you can add them to your to your like cell phone app, which is called Wire. It sounds like it's supposed to be a, a spoof off of Line, which is a popular <laughs> oh. Japanese chat mobile app, um, and. By basically by talking with them either in by talking with them like actually with your character model or through this little app in the game you increase your infinity with them and i guess that what that does is unlock passive skills that basically up your stats in battle they all have
1: different, and they all have different like passive skills they can give you i
2: guess it, oh. i mean i haven't I've, i'm only yeah. I've, I've only met like so far like 15 different students out of 500 and my, my first thought is that Man, I I'm going to have to like chat with 500 different people and like butter them all up. Ooh. Uh, like, it almost seems like I'm kind of overwhelming and kind of ridiculous. That that, that like, seems like
1: the completionist and he's like kind of uh, screaming internally.
2: Yeah, and and the thing is is like you don't really have any choices you can make when talking to them. It's literally just just talk to them, just just press X on them and just just that's all you need to do. What do they tell you? it's they're all it's all like really like mundane boring stuff like i'm gonna stop by the bookstore and the way home and okay. uh, they're selling a new thing at the cafe or whatever and it's just kind of like nothing really interesting it's definitely not like a social link even okay. even with uh, the, uh, even with the characters that are in your party um when you chat with them they just say things like I-, I wasn't a big fan of of sojo when i first met him he's one of the party members but now i see he's actually a nice guy and it's just kind of like stuff like that like Okay, well, um, so
0: it's it sounds cool on on paper, <laughs> but in action, it's nothing. Well, and, and then and,
2: <laughs> um, I guess later, I haven't got this far yet, but there are these things called trauma quests where these characters you do help them out in some way. Um, but so far, I haven't seen those. It's it's kind of just talking with them. And so, like when I look at like my Wire app, I just see like I have like these twenty people I can chat with, and you have a couple of options that you can select when you're doing this text messaging it doesn't really seem to matter at all what you select. It's just, just select them. And the characters barely even like respond to what you actually say. It just, it just kind of seems like it's almost like busy work in a sense. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm, it's kind of, and I'm like, I'm kind of thinking to myself, I had to do this with like 500 different students. Um, and also one thing that's kind of amusing is uh, um, when you're doing this texting, it, they, they kind of, emulate like a real-time response so you kind of have to wait a few seconds for them oh to okay
1: so you see like, the, like you see like the dot 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 because to show that they're oh, you uh...
2: don't you don't actually see a dot 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 but you have to wait a while for them to respond and uh, honestly as for 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 how, how often you feel like i have to text people it's kind of annoying like uh, like i don't care if it's realistic just have them respond <laughs> yeah seconds. just like
1: you real like you have to like pull out your cell phone every five just, seconds yeah
2: fuck but uh, so okay so there's this kind of so that seems like to be that seems to be like the main like subsystem of this game outside of battle and there's actually like a map it kind of looks like a sphere grid where you can see all the different characters and their relationships with each other and not just the battle story characters but like all the 500 in the school and i so there are some that characters looks nightmarish that, yeah there there are some characters that that are like that won't talk to you unless you like are friendly with their friends first type of thing okay. so you can't just talk to anyone you have to talk to certain people first and you can talk That's, to certain people all right later. Yeah. Um, and I guess I'm assuming the people that are like the hardest to approach, in a sense, might have the best skills. I guess that would make sense. Can you imagine there's one character that's like the, the prerequisite that has to talk to every other <laughs> single person? Yeah, I guess. Um, so the battle system is like this kind of hybrid between real-time and, and turn-based. So what it is right now, and it might update later, um, like once I progress in the game, is you basically have uh, three different types of actions you can do. You can do like battle effects, which are basically um, like power ups. You can do catharsis effects, which are your your actual attacks, and then affection effects. Which I'm looking at it right now. Looks like kind of just like utility type skills. This one is uh, a dodging one. Um, Uh So, and what you do is you pick up to three that you want to do in a row, and then you kind of see like a a pre. You kind of see like a hologram that kind of previews what your attack chain is going to look like. And you can adjust the timing of your attacks. So, like, for example, you can do a launching an attack that launches them in the air, and then you want to follow it up with a striking attack, and then you kind of have to time it. So you kind of literally slide it on a bar to time it, and you can time it to make sure you hit the enemy, like, as they're falling.
1: Okay, so, like, the, like the bar, bar is, like, a pre-designated region where you have to, like, time yeah. it. Like, and you can okay. you
2: literally slide it, like, left and right. and. Okay like if you don't if you don't bother with the timing, you could launch them and then you do your second attack and you totally miss them because they're in the air and you're just sl- splashing the area in front of you. In front okay. of your Character, uh, it's there's there's a lot going on and there's there's some other secondary effects that I haven't really grasped yet. Um, but that's kind of the basic of it. Basis of it is that you select three skills, you you select the timing, and then you basically once you once you see the preview and the preview even tells you like how much damage you're gonna do and if it's gonna, enough to. Not that's kind of cool. To, um. Then it'll, um, you can basically execute it and basically watch it unfold in front of you. Um, hmm. It's kind of it's kind of a lot to wrap your head around. I think it's kind of like especially just getting through some of the jargon, like what the heck is a catharsis effect before I can tell those are just your normal attacks. Um, and then these different, there's a lot of acronyms. Like I see one in front of me, CBL level one, or CB level one, and I think that's a type of catharsis a skill, I guess. Um, so I, I had to. Around some of the jargon, here. does it
1: does it flow well in like uh, in execution?
2: Well, let, let me just say, uh, let me just say that the performance is not great. It's, it's kind of choppy. The frame rate isn't very smooth. Um, even just walking around the school, mm. um, so it, it's kind of it's actually pretty annoying. <laughs> do, do, do you think it's like it's like pushing like the Vita
1: hardware? or just like you don't just don't know if it's optimized well. <laughs> uh,
2: I, I don't know if it's optimized. Um, it's. It's not the best looking Vita game. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of the like character that, yeah. models, a lot of the character models, you know, they have kind of robotic type animations and things like that, you know. It kind of feels like a PS2 game or something. Um <laughs> which I guess a lot of Vita games do, but it's that is one thing that I noticed right away is that the performance isn't great and I kind of feel like I have to get used to it a bit. Um but I, I think I need to play more just to really get a hand on if I like this battle system or not, or if yeah. it's just kind of tedious having to time time everything and all that, and, like, what other skills I can do. And just like, at, the, at this point in the game, like, how, how fast are battles, just any um, random encounter? So far, I can basically kill a single enemy in one chain. So I basically set up a chain. It takes, you know, 10, 15 seconds maybe. Um, and then I can defeat an enemy in one, one chain, and then sometimes there's a couple battles with two or three enemies. Um, by the way, I only have one party member right now. The other characters haven't actually updated yet. Oh, OK. Uh, I mean, they're like, I know what other characters are in my party, but they haven't like awakened their ability to actually act yet. So that's what—that's how early I am in oh. this game. Um, but it's its like, it has a potential to be interesting, but it also has a potential to be like really repetitive, I think. And I just need to play more to really kind of grasp what the ins and outs of this thing. So, When's this game coming out? Uh, next week next tuesday it's okay the,
0: Was it right the day before chosen sky is may 2nd right? yeah chosen yeah,
2: sky is may 3rd all right so uh yeah i mean I, I at this point i just need to play more to really kind of grasp it okay the the the, the, the whole like 500 npcs to talk to thing is kind of daunting like, i'm hesitant on that right now like do i really need to like text every single one of these npcs and is it worth like <laughs> Get <laughs> I, I, I
1: seriously feel like that was like that was like it's like man there's like our best bullet point ever high five that's
0: it literally sounds like they were just trying to go for the bullet point because if they don't have anything interesting to say that it really is not that impressive you know like, like it's not literally
2: yeah, literally what I do with, like, the ten or so that I've met is, like, when I'm text messaging them, you, I just kind of randomly rotate it between three options I can do because it doesn't matter. And I don't even, like, listen or read their response. I just... That,
1: that's a way I to just... even, like, give you, like the, like, the option for a response. Like, it's
2: like... And what's, what's, what's kind of funny is, like, what's kind of funny is that the characters will sometimes just ask you a question, like, just a basic question, like, what are you doing later today? But you can't actually answer it. You can you you you're basically stuck with the same three
0: choices, which are basically like "How are you and what's up it's a typical kind of like response like, "How's it going? How's it going?" that's just yeah. all the, that's all the response in real life. What should be like a trophy that you have to talk to all of them though that's like one of the big trophies <laughs> that'd be the most aggravating thing
2: so, so i'm I'm sure I'll talk about this more in the next podcast, yeah, but I'm interested it's in kind that. of like, that's kind of like the initial things what I see right now mm-hmm. um so cool let me i'll just be honest i don't really have great hopes for this game but like i i just need to learn more to really kind of get a grasp on it here you never know there might be a secret game of the
1: year hiding under there
0: <laughs> it's been something we have been waiting for like years so hopefully it's something to deal with finally um, the
1: true game adaptation of caligula
2: awesome
0: so is there anything else you are plan on playing adam because uh, obviously this kind of fell in your lap was there anything else you were playing at the time though
2: um, I mean, I finished up Tales of Berseria. Yeah, yeah. Um, I talked about uh-huh. that last week. We um, didn't talk uh, I... about the
0: surge. That was like one I thing we, we did.
1: To, to, tell me, tell me what you think of the the ending of Berseria. Because I, I don't know if I'm going to finish it at this point. I keep thinking about it, and like I'm, I get, I don't get motivated to. So maybe you can get me some motivation to finish that. I, up. I talked
2: about this last week, so this isn't new. But I, I feel like Berseria, Berseria ends up being disappointingly typical, especially for the type of like. The way I was trying to advertise like the main character and their personal uh you know vendetta and things like that it felt like it was going to be a little bit of a unique like perspective on things um and or like maybe a different type of story focus that are normally in these games, but it ends up with a pretty typical like main conflict and a pretty typical resolution and also the the ways that it does tie into Zysteria, kind of like I wasn't a big fan of Zysteria either, so I think that kind of weakens it in a way um. <laughs> So but I, the story just, stuff is probably the biggest disappointment. Mm. Um, cause it's just, it, it kind of feels like the same as what I've already seen in several oh. of these other games. Um, and I, like I said before, I do think the characters are a strong suit. I would say they're the strongest general cast since tales of Asperia. Um, and I'd have to actually think about which cast do I like more in general. So that, that's the strong suit of this game, in my opinion. Uh-huh. Uh, but the story just kind of is... It, it disappointed me.
0: Vesper yeah. oh. has got a dog, so it instantly makes it better. But that's just... Yeah.
1: <laughs> that just reminds me... I freaking, like, ordered, like, a Koromaru plushie from Persona 3 the other day. and I have no idea why. I just, like... It's oh, like Oh, hey,
0: did you... The thing that... That, that store that had the uh, the tweet about... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I, was <laughs> I saw like, that. It's like it an looks, exclusive I... thing. It looks awesome.
1: Yeah, I was like, that looks... Man, I like Koromaru. Like and then all of a sudden, uh, like I was at lunch break and uh, I had I had a pre-order. I'm like, "What the fuck am I doing?" That's
0: so what happens. You make these decisions when you're hungry. It's probably not the best idea. But...
1: And, uh, I know. I mean, as much I think there's like the, going to be the first one that I like the first plushie I actually like, buy that's not part of like a collector's edition because, like over the years, I've had some like weird like collection of plushies, and I don't know why because I don't actually like do anything with them, but they're just there. And like yeah, they kind of look good. I like, <laughs> Like I have like the Raiho one from Raito. I have the um, <laughs> yeah. I had one from Nino Kuni, I forgot his name, Drippy, I think. Yeah. Uh Sackboy. Uh and uh, Morgana and the, that fish from uh, Neptunia V two. So it's just it's just oh, a bit of a weird yeah. collection.
0: That's man, you got a lot of plushies. Like all I've yeah. got I'm looking over all I've got is like Knuckles from that Sonic Party, I've got I forget what the fish was from Mega Dimension, uh, the, the fish character. I got Tomba because I met um, oh, yeah. Vic Ireland at E3 last year when he was doing uh, Summon Night 6. And he's like, do you want some stuff? I, I got Tomba dolls. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's like a why tomba. not? That's like a Tomba doll. And so that's just standing up on top of my desk. And I've <laughs> got my mogul in my car that I've had in my car ever since I bought it. So, like, Did, did you did you ask for his autograph on that doll too? Ha <sighs> I Should have asked for his autograph. Like he's one of those guys that, like, sure he's, he's pretty. Um, he's very he's very stubborn. Uh, like anyone at Exceed uh, could probably tell you uh, some issues that they have with Vic Ireland. He's a very. Uh, there was a time when they said they were going to like meet up. I, I don't know if you remember this. There was like a it was like a little prom that they had with each other, uh, where like they were supposed to show up with each other and I am actually forgetting the details at this point, but like apparently he wouldn't let it go. And there was another thing where like another site, um he kept wanting to do an interview with another site, so he kept calling him and calling him and emailing him and calling for like months. So he's he's like that kind of guy that he's like he 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 seeks out attention a lot of the time. Um, but, you know for what it's worth, I uh, I do think Working Designs was a great developer, and I'm excited to see what else he can do with Gaijin Works because Summon Night Six looks awesome because it's kind of ramping up. It's out next it's... month, right? At the you end of so. May, yeah. yeah, yeah, in May, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, he, he he had those. I, I wish I would have bought that special edition that they put out. Now I was I wasn't working at the time when they first had those up, and so now that they do, it just looks pretty um, damn cool. Like the the the. Bundle that they've got for Summoned six the limited edition, uh, you know. The, c- is it
1: the only way to get it physically, or is there actually the one that's like without the not the wonderful edition?
0: It's oh, you mean just the standard edition? Oh, you can kind of you thing? can buy a standard edition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay,
2: that's, and, that's, and, that's in, in fact in typical Vic Island fashion. There's like three different standard editions. Yeah, and all, the, the only all, difference it was on the
0: separate pages. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. only
2: difference is the disc art. Like one of them has like Raj or whatever Raj or Raju, whatever the main character's name is. One of them is Amu, the other main character. And one of them is like the pet thing. <laughs> it's I forget no, the names. He's it,
0: right. not kidding either, because if you go to Amazon, there's like three different Amazon pages for each of the versions. I was like surprised because you do a search for Summon Night Six, it shows it to you. You're like, wait, what? Oh, all right. Nothing- and for
2: Summon Night Five, they actually did this like weird thing where you voted which UMD art you wanted to be in like right. the limited <laughs> yeah. edition. That's. Or, right. that's that's
1: because that's, that's what I do with UMD. I look at that like, oh, oh man, you just- I got this art.
0: Were you we were just talking about the gun and versus one, right? It was it gun and versus whatever, like the, You, yeah, it was like the you, you, you choose yeah, the box you, art, so it's not you, you new. Really. It. Yeah, it's not, nothing new. What was oh, that? Man. Wasn't there like another game? Like, was it Witch and the Hunter Knight? I think it was that also had like, or
2: it, it was like a vote for the reversible cover.
0: There was a, yeah, vote for reversible cover. Uh, was it Azura's Wrath? I don't, know. or was like I remember like an old game where you got to choose the box art for it as well. I don't know. Anyway, so that's yeah, that's gonna be out like in a month. But clicker effect, I think that that's that's it's probably not gonna be.
1: Who knows? It could be. It. it could be
0: amazing. You never know.
1: Maybe it'll <laughs> just like it'll actually at some point of the game, it, it all makes sense why it was running like shit. It's like oh, that was actually part of the game. It's actually running smoothly <laughs> now.
2: It, it's it's to indicate that you're not in the real world.
1: It's like a glitch <laughs> in the matrix.
0: Ah. My biggest concern is, yeah, the Vita just seems to be like on death's door at this point uh, in regards to games can't really run that well. I mean, obviously, a lot of it has to come down to the developer themselves not being able to like use a smooth frame rate. So that's obviously their fault. But from everything I've heard, that system is just like it's really the memory limitations are causing some real concerns, so... Is
1: this, the, is this the last Vita, like, true Vita exclusive coming out for that I really Access like, like Well, a-
0: a- a- Axis Games has a couple of
2: visual novels that are Vita-only. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. All right. There's other Vita games coming, I'm sure, too. I just can't... Well, I mean, there's
2: there's a couple of games that are, like, Vita PC or Vita... Yeah, PC I was talking about, or, like,
0: Vita-only.
2: Donkey of V3,
0: of course, is like that, yeah. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, a the sport. only
2: one I can think of is... Or the only... Yeah, the only Vita-only games I can think of are... Color X Malice or Color Cross Malice yeah. from Axis or Axis and um, just a couple other VNs from them and At maybe Double other War, people. I kind of
1: just yeah. to see like what's like the final like uh,
2: beta only game.
0: Yeah, what mm. was, the Wii U was Zelda, right? That was always that was the first party one. So like I'll hopefully I, <laughs> it I, should I be think, like uh, an amazing game like Zelda, but it's like the final beta game just. It, this going to be like about, a the, the,
1: the final like Vita exclusive game. Like that's like even with Zelda, that's on Switch, so that's not really a Wii U exclusive. Well, type
2: I, I know there's um,
0: Dark Siders the Definitive Edition still oh, coming out for Wii U. Apparently, that's true. that's supposed to be out like sometime in May. I, I know that. Yeah. but you know, but that's um, not out yet. No, it's not. But the it's it's oh. out other world, other places, but not the Wii U. Like they reannounced oh. it for the Wii U like a few weeks ago, whatever. And then they like so Ooh. it's still coming. It's like okay, whatever. It's <laughs> so, like about a dozen copies. But you know the Vita's been kind of blown wide open with homebrew. So if anything, it'll just live on as like a fan c- content community kind of thing. Like it'll the live on like was. the PSP did. <laughs> so the PSP, yeah, uh, I guess there's there is definitely homebrew games for the PSP as well. But yeah. Vita obviously is more capable, so we'll see if they do anything with that. Did you see, like, was it the guys who did um, that? uh, I forget that RPG that came out that was released for the Genesis. Um, uh, uh, Solar. Oh my gosh. Oh, Oh, yeah, Pure Solar. Solar Pure Solar. Yeah. Um, I remember like Darren called Solaire or something like that. That's why it kind of says <laughs> pure Solaire. They're releasing a new like fighting game on, I think it was like the Super Nintendo or the Genesis yeah, as well. Uh,
1: I think it was like a new Super Nintendo fighting game. I know that. It had, it's like some really edgy name to it. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was kind of like, I don't I don't want to say, was it vampire themed? I want to say? Yeah,
0: yeah. Undead Knight. For, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's actually up for pre order right now. And it's awesome. Oh, because, yeah, and like, that was weird. Yeah, <laughs> there's... Weird uh, there's uh, The cool thing is that, if you think about it, like, what they're doing is that they're taking... Uh, not to go off on a tangent here, but I just wanted to mention that it's cool that... In their mindset, what they're doing is that they think it's awesome to be able to work within set limitations like that and try to do as much as they can, given uh, very little. And as opposed to, say, like, you know, a big budget developer trying to make a picture-perfect kind of design uh, philosophy, like final fantasy whatever and so more developers if they did something like that that'd be pretty impressive as opposed to like um also like you know shovel knight or owl boy where it's like they're trying to emulate that but obviously it could run on those types of systems so i'm curious to see about that like and that's something i actually kind of want to explore more like that and like you know the dreamcast all the shoot 'em ups that are coming up for there there's still Mm -hmm. like i think there's another dreamcast game coming out this year too so there's still yeah there's another one that they're making um but most of them are shooters so if that's not your thing you know that's that's not gonna as opposed to, like you know the neo geo games coming out on the switch too from hamster so I'm, all, I'm up for those things like that's any any of those old games i'm pretty happy that they're finding ways to remaster for them so
1: that's that's still a weird thing that like we still see hey there's a new dreamcast and super nintendo game 2017 it's like sure why not <laughs> i mean the the Video games are timeless in that kind of aspect.
0: I'm pretty happy. You'll about
1: find you, you 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 you'll you'll find there are always people that will always flock to that and uh, for good reason.
0: Yeah, like there was that what that last year that NES game that came out the Famicom game that was the shooter with the stars. Uh, oh
1: yeah, the, the, was it was it like a magical girl theme? Do want to say?
0: Yeah, 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 it totally was. And they yeah. had a special edition, and I think one that had like the soundtrack that came with it. I think you can still get it on Amazon as well. Uh, Wild, impressive. So Adam, is there anything uh, that you're looking forward to playing after you're done with the Caligula Effect? Then,
2: well, uh, I should be getting a copy of Fire Emblem to review. So Fire that's Echoes. actually a game I've been really excited to play. Fire Emblem Echoes. That sounds so Japan right
0: now, right? Too like a yeah, yeah. Ago.
2: And apparently, you could if you wanted to. It's leaked the Japanese version. Um, <laughs> yeah, like go figure. The full game. Uh, so I know a couple people who've been playing it uh, <sighs> for a while now.
1: I, I'm, I'm excited to see like how the, if it retains the same problems as fire emblem gaiden and uh, like how just kind of like a social it's experiment complex. of of how well a fire em- a traditional fire emblem game by design to structure is received by the the mass market these days because everyone's think, kind of been kind of molded sure by you the awakening you know how awakening uh is very uh the 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 big thing from, like, the fan base is, like, obviously, like, the relationships and bonds you have, the more intimate. Uh... It's two
0: anime is what they're saying.
1: <laughs> I'm not, i not mean, sure. That the, was the big thing. The, the anime. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, it's just like, you know, Fire Emblem Guy Den is much more old school in that aspect. It's not, like, super intimate with your teammates.
0: Oh, it's, oh it's so you're talking about uh... the gameplay systems more than, are oh, you talking yeah, about the look of the gameplay systems?
1: The gameplay systems. not necessarily, I mean, the look is, I think it looks better than Awakening and Fate. It's just the art, the art direction.
0: Yeah, I like I like uh, the
2: the Atlee artist's style more than. Uh... And yeah, I can't think of either of the artist names. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> here we go again. Yeah. I'm trying to remember artist names. Yeah, so we're we doing a somehow... great job this podcast. It's <laughs> we...
0: mostly been me, but I'm glad you guys are struggling too. So <laughs> <laughs> we always
1: find our way back to like trying to remember some artist names, like in every one of these episodes. Like, who? <laughs> it's like, who?
2: Like, fuck, man. But I, I know, like, so I've never played Guideren. Okay, but Is this it game, the Dark, like, I think it was. It, Yeah, the the Fire Emblem Echoes, it takes like a a normal, like almost like more traditional JRPG type exploration, kind of like a dungeon crawler Mm -hmm. um, where you run into like enemies on the map. And then like when you run into like an enemy icon, it like initiates a, a mini Fire Emblem SRPG type battle with your party and then you carry out this little battle and then you clear it and then you basically continue with the dungeon crawling. So it kind of like mixes a more traditional type of Japanese RPG exploration with uh, these little mini Fire Emblem battles rather, rather than just being just Fire Emblem battles like linked up yeah, like, like in most of the games. So I, I know that's something that's pretty unique to, to Gaiden and to Echoes, its remake. So that's kind of the thing of like, I wonder how, that, how well it's going to actually work. Uh-huh. I just thought
1: they improved, like, the, the, the flow and pace of the combat because I remember in Gaiden, like, the, the battlefield maps were just kind of super big and open for kind of no reason. Like, it took forever to actually just, like, traverse that map because of the sheer size of it. And, you know, uh, the the flow of Fire Emblem, old, old-ass Fire Emblem games were slow back then, just yeah. trying to wrap up any battle. It was just, man, here we go to another battle. Trying take, to like, get maybe, yourself maybe on, like, the minutes. top of the mountain all the way to the yeah. castle. It
0: took you, like, 15 turns to get over there. Yeah.
1: So, hopefully, you know, they've, they've hopefully kind of tightened that up or maybe just kept it because I've got to keep a tradition, I guess.
0: I mean, the fact that it's like behind back 3D, right? So, I would assume like there's a lot of different changes from there, like in the navigation. But yeah, yeah that's out in like an, an. It seems like it seems yeah. like it's a
2: bit more of a remake than Shadow Dragon was. Shadow Dragon. Oh, um, Shadow Dragon wasn't good. I mean, Shadow Dragon, it kind of like. I mean, I, I guess even like when I'm talking about stories and plots and characters, like very, very basic. Um, I Obviously, the script was redone, but it still was like it was pretty terse, like kind of how you expect an old NES game to be in terms of like the plot moves together very quickly. Like almost like every like it it like there's no there's almost no room to breathe because it's just yeah, no is, cohesion. It's like it's like it's how do I put it? It's like almost like the stories are like extremely efficient where every single thing a character says is like plot relevant. There's no, like it <laughs> does it, it almost doesn't feel like, like, uh, genuine. The, you, or, yeah. Your characters are less like acting like characters
1: and more like just storytellers and each other, like every single story beat that but doesn't really yeah. allow them to actually express themselves their individuality.
2: Yeah. And so from what I, from what I can see so far, echoes as a story and character type remake seems to be a little bit more, like putting a lot more, fleshing out the story and putting a lot more depth behind characters and things. Yeah, and I mean, even, the, they've even added a few new characters. Um, the the, the initial in the story,
1: the initial debut trailer for that game has like more story than the whole Gaiden. So I was just like, oh, wow, I yeah. didn't even know this was like a Gaiden because the, I was so unfamiliar with the plot because they decided to have a plot finally.
2: Uh, and I guess I knew this, um, but I didn't, I didn't, I don't really know how, like to what extent, but it's in the same universe as fire emblem shadow dragon and fire emblem three or heroes of and shadow order oh, oh. um it's it, it's basically in that same universe but it's like just different characters it doesn't follow marth um no. for e- even for example the the, the the original three pegasus sisters do show up in this game um and are playable so but yeah they are hang. so yeah. I, I don't really i don't really know like where it falls in that timeline or whatever of those first three games but it's in that same world i guess <laughs>
1: I'm looking forward to it. I'll pick pick it up and uh, play it. I'm always down for more just uh, efforts to kind of revisit older Fire Emblems for better or maybe for worse.
0: They did say that they're going to be making, like, they're interested in making more games like that, more Gaiden-style games, right? Or Echoes, I'm sorry, that's what they call it.
2: I think people made the assumption that Echoes might be a, a subtitle for, like, if they remake another game, like they'll call it Echoes again, only with a different subtitle, like Fire Emblem Echoes, whatever Fire Emblem Four's remake is going to be. Well, let's, so, let's,
0: let me be clear. I'm sorry. Is it that people were wanting that, or is it that the Nintendo I, themselves said something to that effect? Nintendo
1: has never said anything like uh, that. If
0: this will oh, be a subseries, okay. I that I think was, people are just kind
2: of making that assumption. Like, yeah. what <sighs> if they make? What if they remake Fire Emblem Four and they call it like Fire Emblem Echoes? You know, something, 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 something. something. Yeah. Shitty, yeah. A... Where,
0: like I would hate to have it as a subtitle because this echoes <laughs> is a weird thing in the first place. yeah it
2: echoes because it like it's like the it's like it echoes uh... the pass. It's oh. yeah, it's, it's, it's like you're hearing this game again from a second time. Wow. it's a continuation, <laughs> Even though you didn't want to. <laughs> it's <laughs> I, I lower quality than the first time. I you said heard this it. when I played. Uh, when I played Fire Emblem Four, um, what is Fire Emblem Four called again? oh god is it we're doing great this podcast just say far that's before not... that's just a uh, genealogy
1: of the holy War. there okay. we go. oh, i'll i I'll uh, I'll, I'll try to remember if like therashia 777 or something that's five yeah that's okay five.
2: but anyway know. like i was saying when i played that that game still plays pretty well like it's it's
0: the, a lot of those snes games they age pretty well so i don't know if yeah. it really
2: needs a remake type of thing
0: but <laughs> the issue was out like in what like 99 or 2000 sorry hopefully <laughs> good lord that's why that fireball other uh, the original creator left is because he didn't want to, like he was making these old like he's making fireball like in the late 90s for the super nintendo SNS. he didn't want yeah, to do anything that, with the n64 you know. like and they decided oh let's just go with somebody who actually will co- cooperate more with us on this new hardware so yeah we've
1: added that whole spiel uh <laughs> like at a uh, past podcast yeah, yeah it was uh, definitely a thing
0: absolutely because i'm the original creator put out like a new strategy game recently. I think that might've been around that time. So, well, for me, it's been mostly Neo. Uh, I decided to go back to that game because the new, um, the new DLC uh, is supposed to be out. in next week, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Next week. Um, So that's pretty awesome. I'm really excited for it because I already spent so much time on the game originally. Like I checked the time that I put into it is about 120 hours. Uh, oh, Jesus. just before. Yeah. I was like waking up in the middle of the morning uh before work and then coming home and playing it right away. So I did put a lot of what? time into it and I've decided to just go through the whole story once again. Um just to kind of experience it before I launch into this new DLC which apparently is supposed to have uh Masamune Date. That's the big thing uh yeah, the, One Night the, Dragon. The,
1: just diving into like the DLC story details like this is kind of a weird thing because this DLC is kind of like an expansion of that it starts like after the end of Neo uh and it uh, focuses on the northern region of Oshu. And a whole uh, new region, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, game. so
1: Obviously, like you know, we've seen it uh, everywhere that the the main key figure in this fantasy Masamune Date, and you know the kind of the story setup is that there's rumors going around that he's gathering spirit stones, and you know, and that in that universe it's not always a great thing, more often than not.
0: No, it's never. It's actually completely a bad <laughs> thing because the people that have the spirit stones uh what is it that's kind they, of like a main villain did that yeah it's that's that's pretty much what it was he was gathering amrita and spirit stones because it was power and influence and all that so yeah, that's i hope I, it doesn't make it mean he's a villain in this game but
1: no was, but a, i think so. the the coolest uh thing that stuck out to me in the new news is the the new weapon type the type they revealed that it, is the Odachi, and the Odachi is like just a much more like bigger, broader sword. Like it's one of those things that you don't uh, carry on your waist. It's uh, you need to have it like on your back, uh sort of deal. Isn't it just like so, uh, it's
0: like a a spear, but with a much longer blade? Is that
1: no? It's, it's a sword. something like a much bigger sword. Like oh, think,
0: okay. yeah. think Masamune. <laughs> like the massive moon That's yeah yeah, yeah yeah uh,
1: yeah like it's one of those swords that, like you can't carry on your race and, like sheath it and unsheathed if, like, I, if like, I remember like, correctly
2: nodachi is a giant sword the thing that zach was thinking of is more like naganata yeah,
1: yeah. That's,
0: that's you're right thank you
1: so the yeah so you're gonna have a uh, uh, instead of like having a one-handed blade you're gonna have like a big two-handed blade i imagine and see what you can go do from there
0: i wonder that's, how they uh, really differentiate the two that's the sword of the longer sword i guess it just means uh, it's broader it's more crowd control if anything which a sword yeah. obviously is quicker attacks and all that so that makes some sense
1: and this one's trying to be like i think like uh, monster hunter those blades it's not as ridiculous as them obviously but still in the <laughs> same realm
0: yeah and there's new guardian spirits as well i i yeah. think they may have revealed that but i didn't see that from the magazine uh the was it Dinkaikei or whatever that they put? Yeah, the like uh, I think Masumini has like I
1: think two guardian, like unique guardian spirits to him.
0: Yeah, and I think you, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think you only get one, but it could just be another case of uh, the paired was it Rakkan or whatever, where like you get the first one and then you do a submission to get both of them. So I guess we'll find out. But yeah. I'm really excited for that because it's not not just the fact that that DLC is out next week, but that it's not the end of the DLC for Neil because uh, there's no. I think there's supposed to be three. Uh, is this please. dlc free or no no it's with the season pass but the cool thing okay. was is that recently the season pass was like half off or uh maybe it was like 40 percent off or whatever on psn and then it was at the time that they had their 20 percent off coupon and so i picked it up for like 11 12 bucks like the whole dlc package so oh, i didn't get it yeah i didn't get it early for review or anything like that um but i will of course be playing it once it launches uh, i don't know if i'll be doing any sort of content for the site but i'm Really excited for it. I already put a lot of time into it, like I just said. And outside of that, though, uh, I recently wrapped up *Panta Dragoon Saga*, uh, that you guys can listening can can check out on a YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash RPG um, That was. An amazing experience, I got to say. Uh,
1: I remember it being one of my favorite games back in the day.
0: It's pretty incredible. Um, it obviously doesn't hold up visually. It's actually kind of poor uh, when you look at it now. And it's kind of hard to look at a lot of the time. But if you ignore that for a second and look for, more for the um, the storytelling and the music, the storytelling especially, it's uh, pretty impressive. Uh, the amount that they were able to sort of uh, show to the player. And it's even better if you played the other Panzer Dragoon games because what this was supposed to be, this was only supposed to be a trilogy, so you got one, Zwei, and then Saga. Orta was it's like the Dragon Ball GT of the series, or the Cell Saga, whatever it is. Like it's or Actually, sorry, Boo Saga, that's what I meant to say. Uh, and that it wasn't really supposed to exist, but they decided to make one another one anyway um, because the... I think I mentioned this during the the stream itself, but like Orta, and Orta for the Xbox, and I think it was actually on PC as well. Not long after, um, that was supposed to be the girl that's in that game. It's supposed to be the daughter of the two main characters in Saga, uh, which oh, no. is Azel and Edge. Edge is the dude. Uh, Azel is the girl, uh, like an android character. So she's supposed to be the daughter, but that's. Kind of was supposed to sort of explain poorly what the ending to Saga is. It's very ambiguous. It's kind of like the I don't even remember tactics. what the ending was. Yeah, yeah. it's like Final Fantasy Tactics. It's very ambiguous, and you're supposed to sort of uh, interpret what happened. I'm not going to spoil it here, but yeah. it's it's supposed to be open for interpretation. Um, but so- Orta uh, was trying to explain some of that, but even the creator himself was like, "No, not really. It's like this is actually what, what actually w- really happened." Um, but there's all these amazing fan theories uh about what actually happened because there's like the series of events and you don't know what happened to a certain character so it's it's pretty fascinating but um that was a great time i'll have to figure out what i want to do next Uh, there's still you know plenty of games that we could be covering on the site that i'd love to try out um i've still got thousand arms i probably will do something with that because i got the first disc from ebay uh a couple months ago and i've been wanting to do to play that game again for like the longest time because i've only gotten like the end of the first disc and that so i'd love to be able to play through it all for the site maybe i'll stream it i don't know i think i mentioned i was going to stream it on twitter and people got super excited so maybe i'll do that uh that's been about it for me so uh for now let's head into news or the rest of the news after we talked about some of it so the first big piece of news that we've got here is that Nintendo came out and announced the new Nintendo 2DS XL. So they, some, they
1: did it at a very weird time. It was like at 9.45 p.m. It's a Pacific. very
0: Nintendo way of doing things. Yeah, I was like, uh, oh, oh, yeah, sure. It's pretty amazing. Um, the, some of the things that uh, immediately leapt out to me, the fact that, as they mentioned, it's... Um, actually, this is from the site itself. It's 82% larger. So it's actually about the the size of the screen is actually the, size the same screen size as the 3DS XL. So we've got like the spec sheet in front of us. So yeah, the top and lower screens are identical in size, and so you know it's no longer the 2ds just looking like a loaf of bread. It's actually got a hinge now, which I thought was kind of goes against exactly what the 2ds. Yeah, it's was kind more. of funny if they
2: call it a 2ds, but it's got a hinge.
0: Yeah, but I, I guess kids parents were upset because they kids would break the hinge and then they'd have to buy a whole new system. So i guess so now they can they, do it again hopefully they reinforced it in some fashion but yeah a lot of the stuff is the same the only real difference of course is that uh it doesn't have 3d functionality which you know who cares at this point
2: yeah i mean i think this finally nintendo just putting its uh,
1: foot down saying okay so, we're done with
2: 3d so just just kind of random anecdote like i have never used so i'm actually i actually kind of like the 3ds or maybe more specifically i think it's gotten a pretty decent library over the last five years yeah um Especially with like atlas games, tons of atlas three d s games sure and there's more coming maybe um but like I've never used a three d effect ever it's just I, like, I, I use I, it
1: for the first month, yeah and, there's some a, and, I, and
2: I can see it like it's yeah. not I know some people just whatever however their eyes work, they just have a hard time seeing it, and I yeah. can see it, but it just doesn't really add a lot for me yeah. but i I actually asked on Twitter like, hey, do people use this, and a lot of people said, yeah, they do what, um,
0: really Just...
2: I, just I, yeah. and i it was, I found that a little bit surprising um huh.
0: I think it's for people who wear glasses, <laughs> at least for me. Um, I get nauseous looking at 3D for too long, and so I have to turn it off. But, I mean, there's definitely games that do take advantage of it. Like, yeah. there's a lot of the games that have a lot of depth uh, to the field. And so... I only, only ever had
1: it on for Mario 3D Land. and That, that was a lot about it. It. Yeah, it,
0: that was, that was the mostly kind of game. But, uh, you know, getting back to the system itself, it's like, it's it's thinner in all respects, and both in when it's open and when it's folded. And it, it's it got like all these other different features as well. The big standout, of course, is the price $150. And that pretty much kills the 3DS XL right then and there. Like no one's going to buy a 3DS XL if they can choose the 2DS XL. Unless they yeah. buy well, it on 3D. How, how expensive is a 3DS XL these days? I think 160 170 I forget. Uh, it's definitely more expensive, and I want uh, to. I want to say it's like two thirty, maybe. No, maybe two hundred. It's not been. T- it's not been two thirty. It definitely dropped in price. I think when the
2: when the three DS was first announced, what was the price? of The original three DS was it two fifty oh, or two ninety nine?
0: It was two ninety nine, I think. Yeah, two fifty. Uh, you probably. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not I remember concerned.
2: it was. It was really high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like for, yeah, like uh, a Like everyone, like looked
1: at it like, man, this is, and and you see the launch lineup for like the three DS. Also, it's like the fuck
0: so this kind of <laughs> explains what happened actually too because you know one of the things that people forget is that around holiday time last year it was getting pretty hard to find a 3ds excel for a while um pokemon of course was selling like hotcakes so it could have just been about kind of been about that but it was kind of hard to find a 3ds and so it made me think that maybe they were ratcheting down uh the 3ds XL stock at least in the 2ds of course for this 2ds XL, but it's a very sexy-looking machine. I think uh, when I saw the trailer, I was like, "Wow, this looks really impressive." And uh, it even if I don't plan on getting one, I could tell that they, you know, put a lot of work into this. Um,
1: I, I don't know. I saw that trailer and I saw it. I was like, "Oh, that looks like one of those like fan-made mock-ups of like the D- DS2." And I took a put up that image. I'm like, "Yeah, this actually kind of looks like that." Weird. It,
0: it probably <laughs> is. I think. I think okay. another bonus is that the two ds XL... Unlike the 3ds XL, comes with an AC adapter, <laughs> so that's another big difference. Yeah. Uh, the, the game to, game the, changer. Yeah, the extra cost, which you know, uh, uh, Nintendo shouldn't have done that in the first place in America anyway. I mean, Japan they do that sometimes, but like, no, don't do that. That's terrible because people bring their system home and realize they forgot the piece, and then they can't charge it. So, especially if it's only four hour long uh, battery. So, I wonder, you know, how much longer they like we, the Switch
2: is obviously like this hybrid console and we might start to see handheld series end up there. But like, I wonder how much longer they're going to support the 3DS. I mean, they're coming out with a
0: brand new model. I mean, it's I know it's just a, a, a redesign. It's or probably whatever, cheaper but... for them to make it. And that's probably a, a, the big yeah. reason for that. It's cheaper than the 3DS because it's thinner in all respects. So it's, you know, different, uh, lesser parts, uh, like uh, lesser, it, it's, it's not as expensive to, to do that. But, you know, you've got what, Dragon Quest Eleven is supposed to be out later this year, and then of course in America later. Uh, that what, what else was there? Uh, well, Atlas of a 3DS games. Yeah. The... yeah, they
2: they have they have Radiant Historia, they have Strange Journey remake, they have an, an Entry and Mystery Dungeon. Um, in, in the United States, still possibly waiting on Entry and Odyssey Five. Oh God, um, I yeah. really At, wish they would. Nice oh, America oh. has Cold Sept and RPG Maker. Uh, so those those are English localizations. So it's. There's a couple of games coming, but it's you can tell. I mean, the ge- I think the system will, is entering or is in its sixth year, so it's yeah. You also have new Kirby's uh, coming, oh, up for yeah, it. yeah, the, the new Pikmin,
0: the, the, the Hey Pikmin or whatever it's called. No one's really that excited because uh, it's a two D Sky Schooler.
1: There's also Ever Oasis. Um, I mean, well, there's still there's still some life in it. It's just I don't know where it's gonna be like a year and a half from now if that's like still gonna be have games development at that time
0: it kind of depends uh what nintendo does because they already announced that they're not going to have an e3 conference they're going to have their digital event whatever that they did like last year and the year before yeah they're not a couple years in a row now yeah Yeah. they're going to totally do something like that but it does make you feel concerned that they're sort of you know cutting switch out uh, at the kneecaps because they're not focusing all of their big titles it just, I mean, and there's also like. Well, there we, some... Do we do uh, do we uh, we have any but... idea?
2: Sorry sorry to cut you off, but have uh, they said anything about what they're going to be covering at E3? Or... No. no, not really.
1: And to, to say that, like, the, all their, like, I think all their big titles are definitely for Switch, unless, like, you're kidding me if you're, if you're telling me, like, hey, Ever Oasis or Hey Pigment are, like, big titles for them or the Kirby. They're not really, they're not really <laughs> what big I titles for them to talk they're about other ship titles.
2: Like, I, I wonder, like, h- how many new announcements they're going to have or if it's going to be more like, here's more information on. On Mario Odyssey. Here's more information on Xenoblade 2. You know, well, so
0: there's. Is... I, I lost what I was going to talk about. Oh, yeah, there was also that data mining of the Mario and Luigi Superstar staga DX. that That's actually. It that could be a thing because the guy who quoted that on Twitter, um he's got a history of getting these things right. Like, he found out about Breath of the Wild like months before. So he totally. Uh, that totally I, seems to be a thing that's going to be on the yeah. 30s as I, well. I,
1: I think they're still going to have like you know just the last batch of titles that they always that they're already in development like you know way before, like focusing exclusively on the switch. I think it's just like you know making good and letting you know, letting it go after after all that. I think uh, we'll we'll come to a time where all their development like maybe even right now it's just only for switch. And after getting those like batches of titles out, I I hard, I'm hard pressed to like believe that they're they're like greenlighting new 3DS projects. Yeah,
0: honestly, I'm actually uh, of the opposite opinion. I feel like this is only the start of uh, a renewed interest in making those types of games because, you know, there's the Switch, of course. They're clearly not prepared, <clears throat> excuse me, to put out these big titles. And from what I've seen from developers, uh, there's been like articles recently about it that a lot of developers were caught completely off guard from the announcement of the Switch. Like they didn't tell well-respected veteran developers, especially from the independent scene, about the existence of this thing, so they're compl- com- mean, completely it, aware. No, let me finish my thought, though, okay. is that yeah. it seems like what they're going to do is sort of bridge the gap for a while, where it's going to be like, there's going to be more 3DS games in development until the Switch is ready uh, to release their games in 2018. Um, but, you know, if they continue to sort of uh, stoke the fire there and keep on the 3DS, it makes me feel like, how many people are really going to be convinced to switch from the 2ds to the 3ds to the Switch at this point? Like it should be so like they should sorry, be like hot cakes a, right now. So it should be and, like it should have been like a, a whole like Switch, like literally uh, to go straight there and just put all their content there. But from what it all sounds like it, just Nintendo being super secretive might have hurt their chances with the Switch. There, there, there's already
1: hurt. like a confirmed pool of like Indies that were already in. This. They have their whole infrastructure. It's not like no Indies knew about that. Like, no, that's of, not what I'm like, saying either. Yeah, I, I'm more talking about like talking about like in-house in Nintendo development, not necessarily like third parties on 3 ds
0: that's that's great, but at the same time like that was the big problem with like the Wii U right where it's like you got one Nintendo game like once a month or once every other month or every three months or whatever and there was nothing much else and that's kind of what it might end up being that, with, that, like, the that, there's there's,
1: with, there's, the, there's, the, there's the big like you know kind of pro of the switch is like you don't have to worry about the Wii U 3 ds divide. Now you have like a system that can like in theory you know that it's help, more expensive like, it's twice it the price first. of
0: this new t d s excel so it's the other yeah. thing that I
2: think about are like like obviously with games like Puyo Puyo Puyo, Puyo, Puyo Tetris, it's fine, but like a couple of these other third party games like dragon Quest Heroes, it's a port yeah. like I heard that the three d that the Wii switch version is kind of inferior to the ps4 version in most ways (laughs) so it's it's like why would you get it and it kind of makes me think of like like there's an upcoming shimagami tensei title for switch and dragon quest 11
0: by the way yeah sorry
2: it hasn't been that shimagami tensei title hasn't been announced for anything else yet but uh it could be a multi-platform title and so it's like you wonder like is it going to be worth getting on switch or should i just get it on ps4 and then there's stuff like um like dragon quest 11 which is going to have a switch version but it's not even coming out at the same time. So it's like, is it going to, if it comes out significantly later, is there going to yeah. be, like, is it going to come with some sort of bonus something to make people entice to buy it? Yeah. So that, that, that's kind of another thing I wonder, like, these kind of multi platform type deals, or are they going to have to rely on, like, are they going to have to rely on exclusives like, like Nintendo has done for a while?
1: Yeah. It's really, I mean, it, it, it's early days for Switch still. I mean, a lot of people are still kind of yeah. still wrapping their head around the hardware and when to actually, like, you know, whether they should compromise their, you know, existing, like, you know, lineup for, and delay it for, like, uh, a simultaneous launch with their Switch version if it's worth it uh, type of deal. I think it, it all boils down to, like, the Dragon Quest Heroes bundle is, like, a very unfortunate but, like, you know, real deal about this is, like, whether people are able to compromise, you know, like, visuals for performance or whether they want to compromise, you know, performance for that on-the-go experience it's still like you know still a very new technology of like trying to seamlessly go into this docked undocked uh you know type of uh, approach on these games and you know how much that the the switch has to like kind of uh kind of Dial it back on its hardware, uh, you know, on the go
0: type of deal. I mean, I wouldn't really call it a new technology because it's all—it's really just you know hooking up a tablet to. UGD. More like a new implementation, yeah, implementation. Implementation. yeah like a console. Yeah, I mean, I—I I don't mean to be super cynical about it because I would love to see the Switch succeed because I, like I mentioned, I think last week, like I grew up on Nintendo, so I was always a huge fan of their stuff, and I, I yearn for those days of old where it was a lot of the traditional experiences, like the Wii and Wii U. I mean, I bought a Wii U, so not so much that, but the Wii kind of uh, hurt my opinion of Nintendo because it was so damn gimmicky. I mean, obviously it sold extremely well, but I think even then it kind of hurt people's opinion uh, on Nintendo because they were going for all these... Weird, like sort of casual experiences a lot of the time. And like, I really wanted those old games and I'd to look towards, you know, third party developers like Molotov to sort of, you know, still carry that banner and intelligent systems, of course. So you've got like Nintendo owned companies still really pushing it. And, you know, there's that Fire Emblem game. That was one of the best Fire Emblem games probably ever. So I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see something like that. So if they, you know, if they come to E3 saying like, okay, you know, we've got this new Pokemon game we're going to show you this new Fire Emblem game for the first time, you know, and really show it off. Uh, and, all, you know, these other properties, uh, you know, that new Tales game maybe might even be there. Who knows? Because maybe Nintendo is willing to sort of, you know, use that as their stage instead of waiting for maybe TGS and really showing to people that they're serious about that. I think the sooner they do that, the better, because all we've got really to look forward to is um, after that, is RM, Splatoon 2, and Super Mario Odyssey. So I would love to see... For the rest of the year, I mean. So I would love to see them they, sort they, of, you know, play out the guns. They keep
2: confirming or reconfirming <laughs> saying that Xenoblade 2 is this year. Yeah, I, Which, actually... I mean, I, I they they done, did
1: that yeah. for, for Xenoblade X as well. They said, oh, it's coming like, uh, was it 2014? And then uh, E3, it's like, oh, no, it's delayed. It's like, oh, wow, big surprise.
2: And also, th- there are things like, smaller things. I know, like, Dragon Quest Eight. they kept, for a while, they were saying that was 2016 um well, and you, then like yeah. it just there there's no way and I mean, came out.
1: You, you heard about i'm sorry i, I think that'd be yeah. like one of the biggest surprises like that hits 2017 is in a
0: 2 but did you hear about that though is that uh was it Yasunori mitsuda who recently wrapped up the production of the of the music production of that game he's, he said himself it's like it's the biggest thing he's ever done and it's probably one of the biggest projects in, in the industry like the the sheer size of that whole development process is supposed to be on the massive scale it makes me think that it's gonna be like Assassin's Creed style, like two hours of credits or something like that. But I'm actually curious, uh, and you know, if if it's supposed to be on such a massive scale like they're talking about, um, for one thing, it just makes me think like hopefully that it's balanced properly and you know it's 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 polished for the the switch if it's, it's supposed to be something like that massive because like if it's supposed to be on like the comparison like Witcher three or whatever that was already a huge game. So I'm curious to see about that Xenoblade Chronicles, but, by itself was also a pretty massive game in open world sense
1: yeah but um, both you know blade entries so yeah. far have been like super ambitious for the platforms that they were on yeah like yeah. it's it's insane what they were able to crank out of the wii and wii u
0: so apparently this must be a much bigger game so if it does Shut no man. one no one's gonna be surprised of course if it does go into 2018 i could maybe see the japanese version coming out yeah. this year
2: maybe mm-hmm. i mean we the still the only thing we have to go on is like the the debut trailer which shows like a couple of scenes of the characters running through fields and a couple yeah. of
0: cutscene type things. And That's <laughs> the like awful for, looking Like avatars. for like two minutes worth. <laughs> yeah. And you know that the
2: soundtrack is like
0: finished recording. Um, that's about it. So that's that's the early thing. It's going to be like you know early this year. The First three months going to be like massive game after massive game. Again. I I, I, mean, I can't
1: be prepared. Sh- sure, <laughs> fuck. Embrace our fucking overloaded game future. I still need to, I still need to play Xenoblade Cross.
0: <laughs> oh, that that game is. I only played about maybe seven or eight hours of it but i i,
1: I remember i put 120 hours yeah. into that game before i you started know. my review on it you would know I went, me, yeah. <laughs> I went hard on it.
0: yeah so i mean i'm excited for that so that i mean for rpg fans of course that's like the massive thing to look forward to really so i hope that they announce more rpgs because uh you know for me it's like that would totally convince me to buy a switch i'm already kind of leaning towards buying one just not yet so i'm 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 interested to see about that because it's like what yeah. you're talking about that, you know, I instead of having a 3ds, which I feel like I have a bad experience with the 3ds, it feels so sluggish and old, um, you know, even the new 3ds, like I'm not that interested in buying that thing. The switch seems like the f- perfect thing for someone like me who sometimes wants a portable experience, but just wants to take on the go. That's what the Vita really should have been. Uh, instead of separate devices, which I think that, you know, I'm not going to be surprised if next year Sony announces a, a, a Switch competitor <laughs> with a new handheld that can be plugged into your TV. Um, not as strong as the PS4, of course, because otherwise that would kind of, you know, hurt themselves. There was that Wall Street Journal uh, person, uh, reporter actually shared some details uh, from another person that Sony might be introducing new hardware in 2018. So, who knows? Uh, that could be just yeah. either answer to the Scorpio, but I'm wondering if it will be like side PS4 by side. P.S. Four Pro, or oh yeah, PlayStation the PS4 Super Pro, Pro. P.S. Four Pro Definitive Edition. <sighs> when not... did the P.S. Four come out? 2014,
2: 2013, 13. Okay, so it's, so this is its fourth year. So
0: it's not. I... I mean, yeah, relatively speaking, it's actually been a while, but still.
2: I mean, those first of couple of years on PS4 were just so barren that you almost forget they existed. Hey, I love Killzone <laughs> you
0: know? Shadowfall. Uh, no one really liked that game, but I'd love the look of that game. But the, all about there was some Infinite good... There was Second a lot of independent Sun. games that I, I appreciated. From that, you know? I,
2: kind of, I guess 2018 would be the earliest I might expect a PS5 or whatever, but I still feel like it almost is too early. I don't like, expect it uh, to be
0: a I, PS5, yeah.
2: I feel like especially with Japanese companies, it's, PS4 is kind of like... It's a sweet at a sweet spot right now. I, I think it's like story. it feels like it's just gotten into the swing of like yeah. things. So like I kind of still feel like 2018 would be a little bit too early, even though it's been it'll been have been like five six years at that point. But mm. I don't know. Well,
1: <laughs> I, I think I think it like it has like maybe ideally three more years of love yeah. until like a pro- proper new mainline PlayStation.
0: Well, the PlayStation mm-hmm. Three just finished production like a month ago, so you know <laughs> that was the ten-year plan, right? And so I could totally uh, exist they did the for ten-year plan. They did the thing. They did the yep. thing that they promised. Uh, and even if hey, it ended you could, you it could, could
2: buy reviews. a yeah. brand new Persona Five on PS3 right now, yes, yeah, Yakuza Zero, which is <laughs> also
0: prefer- need
1: to play. Well, Yakuza Zero is only PS4. That's uh, and right. I last... think Japan, we said the, that last in... time. Yeah, Japan yeah, localization. Yeah, but uh, yeah, set. Persona Five uh made made good on the ten-year plan. The
2: I, I know some people who are actually <laughs> playing the PS3 version Ten of that years. because they don't have yeah.
1: a PS4. Yeah, and they're, they're like they're like they're totally fine with it, and like you know, not it's yeah. not like a huge improvement over PS4 and PS3. I think it's just
2: cool. I think it's just a small resolution
0: difference from 720p yeah. to 1080p, and I think that's
2: basically it. Just the yeah, and loading
1: times, but that's very
0: minimal. Just think, it was like a, uh, in America at least, it's a nine year difference between Persona 4 and Persona 5 in America. Like, just think about that. Nine years, 2008 to 2017. That's how long. And in the middle, of course, we got fighting games and dancing games, but still, that was pretty incredible. Uh, Speaking of E3, though, one thing that you and me, Josh, uh, maybe even Adam, were super excited to hear more about. Actually, I think we brought this up recently as well. Thirteen Sentinels, uh, Aegis Rim was reannounced to say that they're going to show more details. And this wasn't this was even like an official thing, announcement. Yeah. It was like a, it was like a, yeah, it was like a footnote, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, it like a, yeah, I was like a line. It's like, "How this is going to be there with these titles?" And they just randomly
2: mentioned Thirteen Sentinels. Like, now, what the when fuck? was this game? When was this game announced? It was TGS. Uh, uh, yeah, TGS. Yeah, no, I, th- I think sure. it was suggested on fifteen. Yeah, like, like Otis, the Otis Fair
0: was like, yeah, it was also. Um, yeah. And uh, to be clear, this was uh, an update on the E3 Expo site. They announced like the exhibitors and all. The, I don't know what is like uh, the exhibitors and showroom floor. And yeah, it did mention Atlas, but yeah, TGS 2015. And for people who don't know, Thirteen Sentinels. It's the game that's from Vanilla Software. Uh, Vanilla Soft, excuse me. That Vanilla um, VanillaWare. Wow. Okay, close enough. Mix them all together. <laughs> VanillaWare. It's the one that's, like, uh, sci-fi-ish with... They're showing know, students walking around with, like, giant robots in the background, so... That's awesome. And we we don't know anything about what type of game <laughs> that's all it is. I can't yeah. describe it. <laughs> yeah. <out. laughs> yeah, there's nothing there's like, else. There's, there's
2: a trailer out that was at least
1: like a year and a half ago, and it shows you know the Vanilla Weir doing its thing, and that's about
0: it. <laughs> like all we had before then was like that weird was that that New Year's card that was the highly sexualized like robots getting stuff injected into them, and yeah, people I know, were like it. I wonder it's if that could means... be a game, and then this happens. So yeah, I wonder well, if being, that directly inspired. I I don't
1: know if that's like directly related to it, it but it's, I, it's you know, you know what I I'm talking I, about. It's, I'm uh I'm very interested in like what the hell that thing is because it's it it it's seems funny. like it has like Vanilla Weird like doing its own take on giant robots. I'm like, you know what,
0: that sounds fucking rad. And that's the great thing, you know, Vanilla Weird even, even back then. If you're talking about like you know Dragon's Crown in that area, um, they already said you know going to the PlayStation 3 era, it's that they still wanted to bring out the beauty of 2D. Uh, the two yeah. D art style and the and Pixel and, and all that stuff. And so now we're going to the PlayStation Four with that same mindset. That yeah, I mean they can bring saw, out the best you, in two D so
1: you saw the potential of that in Odin Sphere Life Richard, and that, yeah. that looked beautiful on both the, all PS four, PS3 and Vita just really reinvigorating the their art style into like the modern fruits. era. <laughs> I mean. Just it, like it, it's still like second to none in that aspect. They still bring out like one of the best graphical styles in gaming
0: yeah and you know there's still recent examples of great looking 2d games that are you know high almost seemingly high budget but you know just the fact that they put a lot of systems and mechanics into them so you got like you know Owlboy that came out hyper light (laughs) drifter you know those types of games that really benefited even from the 2d art style so i'm very interested to see what they can accomplish with that and you know hopefully they'll have another game to Share as well because it seems like they've got this strong relationship with Atlas. It makes me curious to see like what systems it's going to be revealed for. Because you know it, it does seem like a PlayStation game, of course. But mm. I f- was that re- when was was that revealed during the PlayStation conference?
1: Yeah, yeah, was yeah. So I think it is already like a lock for PlayStation Four. Who knows if it's going to any other platforms? Steve. <laughs> I kind
0: of
1: I, I, I would love to see like all vanilla Bear games get the the odin's real life, their treatment though. Oh like, man, what I, if... that's. I'm sorry. That's my like secret. That that's my secret hope. Like Moromasa like
0: would be amazing. That that'd be pretty. Good. I I'm totally with you. I mean, they did come out for the Vita at least, so it did have an update yeah. at that point. But that's just a remaster. So the,
1: the the DLCs for that are fucking amazing, by the way. Absolutely, The, the new DLCs.
0: I would like to see vanilla VanillaWares games get the platinum game step treatment, or they're going to be putting them on Steam and PC, just because I think that would really help them pop. You know. Yeah, see those games come out for there. And you know, the a wider more, audience, the more hands it gets into, the
2: better. More dragons yeah, that, that's, for everyone. That's kind of the big blind spot for Atlas right now. Yeah. What else do they have? They, they don't have anything on PC, basically. No,
0: they, yeah, they
1: don't. So. I, 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 no, like, no, mine zero was wasn't them. So have the well, old like yeah. if
0: you want to go back like a ways, they had like the old Shingami uh, Tensa games. They had a few of them for PC, but that was I mean, in this, Japan. Yeah. <laughs> so.
2: Well, I guess what like well some, some access access whatever you pronounce it games like access like is putting uh tokyo Xanadu on pc yep. and then nice america obviously is doing a bunch of pc stuff now um oh, like xc ECB as well.
0: there was yeah. that weird controversy recently where some like some independent developer came out and made a comment that you know pc like japanese development is great again like i don't think he was uh, and people got so no, upset when he said like japanese games are great again because he yeah, had like resident evil and uh near automata and breath of the wild and stuff like that i, I think and... it's
1: just one of those things it's like it's it's a weird comment to make because like it's not like japanese games have really like like dipped in quality it's like they've, they've been kind of you know there, there's some See, bad games there's some good games but there's like there's been this chain of like like really great games on their end maybe i year. i'm
0: sorry go on i don't mean Cut, finish your thought sorry
1: no, that's just the the extent of it, right? I mean, I think I think it's just like if I haven't like read the article in question, but it's just it, it's a weird comment to say that they're great again. To it's kind of like showing a, a, like a, a naivety, to like no, like Japanese games have always been like you know at at a good steady rate. Like there there are so definitely some bad ones, but there have been definitely some great ones over the years.
0: See, so this was on Twitter that he made those comments, um, and I had a totally different take on it. I don't think he would mean he was being literal uh, in the, what he was talking about. He just meant that they they never they haven't been this great in a while. And I actually, do agree with that because you know it's. I would say, I mean, if you're if you're comparing like the games that have come out in the last three months to games that came out in 2016 and 2015, I remember in 2016 we were having a tough time with game of the year because we were like, oh, uh, I guess this is good enough. 2015 was also. Kinda of like that as well, you know. I I would say it's been a little bit since they've been this damn good, and I would totally say that for like Resident Evil, you know. I think I
2: think for the the console style ones. Yeah, uh, I would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say there's a density now that there's like some, we're yeah. getting, like there's there were a few in, in between, say 2011 2014 or whatever, whatever yeah, time yeah, period you yeah. want, but like just this density of really high, really well received console style, yeah.
0: um,
2: Japanese games. That's the keyword. Well is, is, received. Is, yeah is uh i think it, like i kind of agree with josh that like i had plenty of games that came out in the last six years or whatever japanese that i loved it's just that there's now there's just so many like back to back to back just yeah hard, it's, a, it's, it's a weird
1: time to... yeah it's a weird time alex and i like we're talking about this like where there's been such like a density of such great games that it kind of makes us reconsider like all the games that we've played like in the last maybe two years it's like Like, if we were to revisit them now, like, do they hold up to the caliber of, like, consistently great games that have been coming out? Because now that, you know, you've been exposed to, like, so many great games at once, it's, like, you you really uh, go back and think about, like, man, that game, like, in comparison to, like, how games are right now wasn't really, like, you know all that good if i were to like you know go back and revisit it right now
0: that's that's mm-hmm. i think that's more about what he was getting at as well and that um there's a hold up and not not just for like the super niche audience that can really treasure these games like i mean i'm a i'm a huge fan of trails of cold steel but like that's kind of hard to convince other people to play that game near automata but... you know in zelda and those games uh i mean zelda of course is going to be a great game that's no doubt but near automata kind of came out of nowhere Resident Evil seven um a great game as well uh you know that has made that it's got some issues, but like it's for all intents, it's way better than six ever was. For you know, mm-hmm. some people might argue about that, but they're just you know, <laughs> a fan of the mainstream, but yeah, like it's 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 got a much bigger appeal than it ever has, and I think that might be more what it is. I just saw a lot of like like hit pieces on this guy like a response article is like what are you talking about
1: yeah no
0: it's no doubt i mean that's that's you know that's just how people are going to be but i think it's just he just meant more like you know it's it's something that a lot of people are talking about and not just certain communities and you know genre uh related sites like ours that it's a much broader topic it kind of reminds me back when like nino Kuni well, came out and everyone was talking about it like that's that yeah. kind of conversation
2: well, I, I like I just more specifically. Just I remember last year when we were talking our game of the year, like I don't think we had any console games in there when we were talking about like our top picks because no. like Final Fantasy Fifteen is probably one of the stronger ones. So we you know we were still kind of like, is this really top three material? Because it it was it wasn't like a total disaster, but we none of us were <laughs> like in love with it either. Yeah. And now like like with Nier and persona and zelda and even games like yakuza 0 uh, and neo and all of that it's just the 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 conversation for japanese rpgs anyways on consoles is going to be a lot uh more interesting this year i think oh yeah like like for example our our game of the year last year was shimogami tensei 4 apocalypse which i think is a really solid game but it might not even be top
0: three if it released this year Um, i don't think it would because that's just kind of how this year has been no no it's gonna be a really tough time i know what was it like so what was it just to kind of recap but yeah it was like that and the year before that was bloodborne so but that yeah. was in the, in the i think the top three if i'm not mistaken it was like bloodborne i think it was witcher, witcher. 3 and then is undertale so like yeah. they're very western influenced games so even if it, the the game came from japan it's very heavily western influence and then year before that was divinity original sin so it yeah. even for us it's kind of been like a thing where it's like you know there's been some amazing amazing games coming out of japan for a while now and i and you know we totally agree with that um but this year it's so dominated by japanese games and it's going to continue especially on especially because yeah. like mass effect
2: was a little bit of a disappointment <laughs> yeah. like that,
0: that good,
1: like tough. yeah mass effect was like the weird like you know kind of it was the flagship the like you know R- western rpg title yeah that was in the, in
0: that was that was really it and you know for the rest of the year it's like you know, for in terms of RPGs, I mean Horizon of course is like the game you can yeah, play. Horizon, yeah, Horizon definitely. is the
2: big Western RPG, like yeah. probably. In still contention. Of the I haven't played of the I haven't played most of I these games yet actually, but Horizon yeah. seems like it's
0: actually It's in lock.
2: Like is something that will come up in the game of the year stuff.
0: And you know, uh, yeah. like the rest sure. of the year, like the only other Western RPG I can really think about is maybe like original Sin Two it's supposed to be out this year as well. And the, I'm Surge. In the, the Surge. And the Surge. Uh, yes. not I mean, you know, that could be a great game. Uh just um, you know just have to play more of it um uh
1: shadow of war
0: shadow war uh that's i think that that might be uh, I, unless i'm misremembering some important games here that might be kind of the big titles until they announce more e 3 you know there's always games that announce d3 yeah. out the fall of course um Middle School Six will be up by the end of the year. We'll see, but uh, you know, if, they, know. if they announced that and did a Fallout Four kind of thing, where they announced it for that fall, that would be fucking. I would lose my freaking mind just watching that. But I uh, somehow I don't I don't expect that to happen. It'll be a broken mess anyway. So who knows? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I actually well, I would totally love a Edel School Six though. But um, I would you know. love one that like
1: released with like not like crazy bad technical shit happening
0: uh even the special edition was even if they it's weird they fixed the problems they reintroduced them back at the special edition it was weird uh on the playstation four so um yeah uh, uh, anyway that's kind of that's kind of what i'm most interested for seeing you know 13 sentinels is just definitely one of those games that i'm really excited to see more about hopefully they have like a if it's not going to be like a full-on discussion, at least like a full trailer for that game. It would be awesome yeah, to see could, that on well, well, stage well, at, at the E three Sony E3 conference. That would be really cool. Fuck, man. I they mean, had East like, Origin take, like, at D3. PSX. Maybe we could do it yeah. again.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's like the most exposure that
0: East has ever had in the West. <laughs> oh, totally. That's, that's no, no <laughs> doubt. And you know, Falcom's always been like a big, bastion so I'm, I'm i'm hopeful please that more falcon love please that'd be great oh. tokyo's do on stage please that'd be oh awesome. yeah you do have
1: cool that reminds me, you do have cold Steel 3 in japan this year as well
0: yeah cold Steel 3 in japan this year maybe that'll get a quick turnaround i guess we'll find out anyway crossing fingers yes speaking of big announcements though there's uh, the last two pieces of news that we want to discuss let's get into um the next big announcement at least in my mind is that spike chunsoft um they announced a new survival RPG from the makers of Ropa.
1: Yeah, the, um, this is it's called Zanki Zero. Zanki Zero. Um, yeah, it's, it's a weird name. It's from the... Um, I remember the names. It's uh, Yoshinori Terasawa and Takayuki Sugawara. Uh, they're, you know, uh, from the Ropa development staff. This uh, Zanki Zero is uh, about uh, a story of like eight survivors. Um, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's weird the the way they phrase it, it's like the genre of it is like non-stop zanki survival rpg which is like zanki meaning remaining lives so this is kind of like a weird like survivor uh take on the rpg and from the screenshots they show it's kind of it looks like a first person dungeon crawling rpg um just as, as an overview of the story uh it says that god created the world in seven days it took one day for humans to destroy the world Life as they knew it until yesterday it sank to the bottom of the sea. We uh, do not yet know the broken world and the reasons left behind there. Then it goes off to say that unearthed rare ruins are, are here, left uh, to drift about. Uh, buildings, light posts, cars, etc. Modern civilizations have been destroyed. So yeah, ha- uh, now all these ruins are drifting about, and you have these uh, this cast, this protagonist, just on these ruined islands, and and the the the. the the weird thing about this, when you saw it in the uh, the magazine, they had, like, special illustrations for this game. There's, a, there's like, an aging mechanic in this game. Oh, so,
0: so they get they grow old.
1: Yeah, so they have this very special illustration. Like, everyone's, like, a, a granny in it in swimsuits.
0: Oh, that's... Yeah, uh, I grandpa, saw all that. Like, yeah. it's, like, an old... <laughs> they saw them side by side.
1: Yeah. And then um, the, it, it's weird because, like, the screenshots look like it's a first-person dungeon-crawling RPG, but... They're saying that like there's actually like an art uh, action RPG and it's possible to like evade enemy attacks and like a counter attack. Um, and that you know it's just it's there's like a, you get the like, materials and food like defeating enemies and that like funnels into like the survival aspect of it. It's a it's a it's a weird thing. Japanese it's a this, take, for, yeah, on survival games. PS4 and Vita. Um I think it's for this year in Japan.
0: Would you, would you play it? I know you didn't play the Dunkin' Rope games, but you, would you I play did, a game like this? I'd
1: play it. i definitely play a game like this. This seems like uh, it's uh, uh, a unique take on, like, depending on how the systems kind of line up. I, I think the premise in itself is uh, is interesting to me.
0: There's, like, a billion survival games on Steam, so I'm actually curious to see how this would differentiate. I, I've, sometimes
1: I've been uh, thinking about getting that Players Underground Battlegrounds or something.
0: Yeah, that Battle Royale type of game. <laughs> that does look really cool.
1: I mean I know we're getting off the topic of this but just to give out the survival genre that's like the big hot thing right now and I, every time I see that game it's like man it looks like a lot
0: of fun it does and I but I would be the one like that's the game like I I read the Battle Royale book and then I saw the movie and so like Yeah same here that's that sounds like a horrifying experience to be a part of, but in this game, it's just that type of thing where it's like, okay, when do I jump out of the plane? And now I land on the ground, and now I gotta hide. I'd be that person <laughs> that would be in the trees and in the grass the whole damn time. Like, I, I don't know how people survive outside of there. I'd just be in the grass, unless there's some way they can tell you're there. Because I know, of course, you gotta get into like the special like safety zone area on the map. Otherwise, anything around it gets blown up. So. Like I'd be the one just hiding in the brush and behind trees. <laughs> I see people <laughs> run out into like the city and the streets and all this stuff and getting shot. Oh, you, you know how that, went that Battle right out. Gosh, <laughs> that's ex- exactly what that type of game is. But yeah, that's I'm curious to see what they do with that. I, they don't really have the best track record when it comes to these types of games because you know, um, uh, Danganronpa Ultra Despair Girls wasn't that great in terms of like the action itself. The story was good, but mm. the action was like this weird third person behind the back uh, but super close. Oh yeah, you had like
1: one of the characters like a
0: megaphone. Yeah, he shot oh. and shot at, at, the, at the little uh, Monokumas and it was really awkward. It was tough to control so I oh. wonder if they're able to still accomplish that kind of game. I don't know if who is on the same team besides the people you mentioned but uh, well, I guess we'll find out, right? Like, I'm yeah,
1: I'm the... sure that, you know, they've, they've announced it so we're going to hear about more details on uh, about it and they're starting the marketing on it and whatnot so I, I, it's, it's a curious thing just at first glance I, I don't know if it'll shake out to be like something great but it definitely it definitely gets you thinking on like well where they want to take
0: the genre yeah it definitely feels like they want to try something different besides another rope yeah. game so yeah just,
1: I, I'm, all, I'm all for that you yeah,
0: know absolutely and finally in the last piece of news probably the biggest i said this about zanka but i actually am i'm actually even more interested in this game uh, they announced a sequel to Yomirari, uh called Midnight Shadows coming to the PlayStation 4 and Vita on August 24th in Japan and this fall for the West. Um, oh, and also it's for the PC in the West anyway. Which you know probably just be an international release to begin with, but that's great because I loved Yomari. I don't know if any of you guys played that game. I too.
1: need to get around. I, th- I said I was going to get around to it, but like la- the later last year, like there's just like so many things to catch up on for game of the year type of stuff that kind of fell underneath my radar. I I really need to get back to. Uh, I I need to like get that and play it before Midnight Shadows because I still really really like the look of that game.
0: Absolutely, I think you would really, especially. I think you would really like that game quite a bit just because of. I mean not to mention it's just you know it's a horror adventure game of course but mm-hmm. like, the style and the story the way it tells its story and the mu- uh, there's no music that's the crazy thing it's all about mm-hmm. the the look of it um you know a lot of Japan- japanese mythological uh uh, ghosts and demons and things like that that you come. We're across. already sort
1: of biased toward because we went to that panel at AX last year. <laughs> yeah. and it was like the most. That was like a really great panel for that game.
0: That was great. Yeah, it was. It was fascinating hearing about how she came up with the concepts for this story. You know, about driving home at night after work. And yeah, think about the different things name. she could be. She could encounter on her way home. Yeah, on on the on the Japanese countryside where there's like no lights whatsoever. So you have to just rely on your headlights of your car to get around. A lot of those. And areas. You hear all these
1: sounds, and you don't really know where that sound is coming from. What kind of animals making that sound? It's a. Uh, it's, it's definitely like a, an amazing thing to like, like transition what you what's like a daily occurrence for you into like an actual game idea.
0: Yeah, and the cool thing about this is that the thing that kind of hurt. Mario a little bit, is that uh, it was cool seeing this big town, but it, a lot of it wasn't really accessible. Like, the only place you can actually uh, enter was, there was a mall, and and then it was our house, and that's it. Otherwise, it always took place outside. So, here, though, um, the, in the sequel, it's that uh, there's going to be a lot more places you can actually enter and explore. Okay. And so, that's kind of, I think, one of the big big improvements over the original uh and you know there's other things that they could do better with like you know the weird checkpointing system and the suddenness of your character dying which it it does appear that that's also the case here it's that if you come across a a demon or a ghost or whatever and they as as soon as you touch it you're dead
1: yeah i mean like you know the the, the horror genre is is kind of a weird thing because you need to like implement systems in, in place to really make your character feel vulnerable, to make like the horror work, unlike or else you'll have like something like Dead Space, where like you have like this crazy arsenal and like anything that like <laughs> may seem be supposed to like scare you, you're just like, no, I have like this fucking upgraded like slicer gun, fuck you.
0: Absolutely, that's yeah. that's actually yeah, that's and the, one of the biggest appealing things about Yumurai is just the, it's just it's it's our design. Uh, and this chippy look of it. It was mm-hmm. it was really charming. Uh and it felt so innocent. And the way that game ends actually is pretty amazing in many respects. Um the even from the opening sequence to the ending sequence, the, both of those are fascinating. Uh mm-hmm. not maybe not always hitting the best notes, uh especially the ending. Um lot some head scratching. But i would be fascinated by this now it's not it's a toy original game as well um, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a whole new story. entry yeah, yeah, yeah you,
1: know the the story premise of midnight shadows there's these two friends yui and haru uh they go out to, to the mountains but on their way back they get separated uh, and lost from each other so you're kind of roaming around trying to find and reunite them so you kind of you take control of both of them at the several points of the story it's kind of, i guess they're it's kind of like that Yakuza zero thing where you'll go through the segment with this one character and switch back to the other, and then um, like they come upon like another you know uh, town, and so I don't know if the I think this all like the screenshots the first screenshots for this game is like beyond just the town premise. You go also into the woods by that mountain. Just like the first one, yeah, you, yeah, and you also have like this uh, mysterious attacker who uh, is going after them. So it's uh it, it's definitely expanding upon. Uh, the initial Yomowari idea by having a dual protagonist and not just being confined to the town alone.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm really interested about that. I mean, when I first heard I that I was like, "Is it multiplayer? No, it's definitely not." <laughs> so. I'm curious to see about that. The cool thing, it was like the original Yomari, it was only 20 bucks. And so it makes me wonder if this game will also be kind of cheap uh, for people to pick up. So, uh, but I still highly recommend it for a lot of people, especially those that are fans of this type of genre, like the horror adventure uh, kind of game. So I
1: appreciate that on the quick like turnaround, like localization announcement, like, and then, like yeah. the same, like within yeah the same day this got announced in Japan, like uh, Niso just stepped up, uh, press released uh, one night. It's like, oh yeah, we're bringing this over too.
0: It's like okay, cool. It's totally awesome, and I and I appreciate them doing that. Yeah, and, and also, of course, that this game wasn't that Yomori isn't a long game. It's maybe like four to six hours for a lot of people, but it's you know it's, it was a cheap game too, so I wasn't too bummed about that. Yeah, I, I, I really want
1: to start. Yeah, I really want to start get, getting back like these horror type games. Like I know Little Nightmares just came out, and I really yes, want to. Totally, I
0: totally, I totally want to play that game too. <laughs> but.
1: um... Yeah, more uh, if you enjoyed Yomawari, you'll have more new Yomawari to look forward to this year.
0: I can't wait. So yeah, uh, out this fall for the West. So that's about it for news. Uh, from all it seems like we've got a lot to look forward to next week with reviews showing up. I know uh, Brian is working on a review for Trails and Sky the Third. Adam, of course, the Collegial Effect. Josh, are you covering Dragon Quest Heroes 2? Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. have a review out sometime for that. Yeah, yeah yeah and I I might have something for uh the Neo DLC if anything all of like video footage of, of whatever happens i just need to build up my character first and then i can actually show off because right mm-hmm. now i still feel like i'm not prepared <laughs>
1: so you need to not only like you know be prepared stats wise you got to look swag for it too
0: oh yeah i mean there's people that have been playing that game non-stop since release and they're already up to like level 750 or whatever it is jeez like, fucking christ yeah I, I have no idea how they can do that because i it took me a long time to get to level 140 so i have no idea oh well on. all right so uh, for where you guys can find us that are listening, uh, you can find us, as always, on our website, rpgsite.net. You can find us on Twitter, at RPGSite. Recently passed 49,000 followers. Ooh. Ooh, congratulations. And then we kept bouncing up and down, so it was kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> on facebook.com slash rpgsitenet on our YouTube channel, net, You can find the rest of that Pants Gonzaga Saga playthrough I just mentioned, but also our continuing adventures on v- Valkyria Chronicles 3, where we finally did some uh, romancing <laughs> and relationship okay. decisions. Uh, in the most recent episode furthered that relationship. So it's it's been pretty fun. Uh, and, of course, on TetraCast, if you search for TetraCast on iTunes, you can find us there. We're working on getting that up on Google Play, uh, Google Music. Uh, we're still having some trouble with that. So people that have been asking for it, we'll have it up sometime soon otherwise you can find it on any other podcast app also our discord discord.me slash our discussion continues a lot of there a lot of a lot of anime talk it seems like lately when adam when adam number two isn't posting gifs and video it's it's been a lot of anime talk i've noticed or uh josh professing his love for idols is what i've noticed too, lately. oh man i have
1: uh they have some hard decisions to make i guess you already got your
0: tickets what are you talking about
1: let me clarify okay anime expo has two concerts one of them is like uh they Wake say kawaii centric oh, okay. and then, like it, it'll oh, have okay. all the idols that day like it's the june 30th <laughs> one and then the july 1st one that i purchased tickets to is the one that has all the other like uh, performers like minori chihara garnedelia uh Konomi Suzuki. but yeah, yeah uh, so I, I didn't actually get tickets for like the <laughs> idol one but that's because it's not up yet but i'm like i don't know i i kind of i will admit that i would want to go for the social experience of seeing like what that looks like, because that that June thirtieth concert looks like a, a gigantic quarantine zone for like uh, idol fandoms of all like a body walks odor. of life. <laughs> Yeah that, yeah, that too. I mean, you had like the the Macross Delta fans of Valkyrie, like who the members showing if, up.
0: Like last year, like people bought like those glow sticks, those big ones, but for each of their fingers, like for each of their knuckles, and so like they had like, oh, ones, like shit, yeah. one, two, three, four. Like they had eight of them, and so oh, they were God. just waving them. I'm like oh my, yeah, God. yeah, people are insane. Like they spent a lot of money I, on those things. So.
1: Yeah, and then I, I'm sure to, like you know glow stick sales are going to be like ten thousand percent up thanks to that concert. So you have them, you have Wake Up Girls, which is like a, a lesser known idol group, but they're, not, they're all right, I guess. Um, then you have Aquas, which is like kind of like the Love Live uh, Muse successors. And you have the Idol Master Cinderella Girls, which is also like a successor type deal. Both have humongous fan bases and all that like under one roof. Is a is a terrifying thing to think about.
0: <laughs> it seems like people would be like trying to rush the stage at every given moment. It's, oh, it's, yeah, a...
1: it's it, 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 like I wonder if like if that if that looks like, like a gigantic like like a war zone like between fans or like a weird spiritual like unification of like ah oh, we all love idols we can make peace with one another. So
0: I don't expect it to be the latter at all. But we'll out. So. <laughs> do you believe I, in humanity yes or no, no? i don't <laughs> not not when it comes to auto fandom you've been to you hear the stories out of japan like weird like stalkers and murder and all uh, not murder but like you know attacks <laughs> and stuff like that there's some crazy ass people over there so uh i'm not expecting it to be much better in america of all places so yeah, Guess uh, we'll, uh, yeah. We'll,
1: that's a that's a definitely stacked lineup and like i i'm kind of still 50 50 on whether i actually want to get tickets well first that's we really, need to I, get I, like
0: we need to get press passes, hopefully, too, the actual event, and then you know, yeah. hopefully, they'll, we can get tickets to go see that. But we'll find out. I guess.
1: Well, I mean, I already got my tickets for July thirty. Yeah, you first. do. Or the, the yeah, the July one. That's great. I mean.
0: right. They're doing that weird like, like a pre event day or whatever it was that... yeah the
1: june 30th one is like the day zero of that it's like fuck man they... this is this there's already going to be july like aex is like july 1st through 4th so it's going up like the tuesday after it's like what the fuck oh, dude
0: isn't it like they they're making people go to that day as well like if they if they decide to like they they need to go to that day or something stupid like that or to pick up I passes. Know. I, know. I, I, I know i know
1: day zero you can pick up your passes
0: uh well, I've been driving like an hour to work, so I'm not opposed to driving 30 minutes to get to Los Angeles. But still, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's
1: it's always been like that though for for day zero, like to that's pick crazy. up like your passes. So that's not new. It's like, but actually yeah. having an event there on day zero is kind of. It's technically, like, five days, and it's, like, fuck. And all also Day Zero, they had, like, those special, like, uh, super expensive uh, tickets. Yeah, uh, yeah. In which, like, you can, like, preview the whole thing before anyone else is going to spend an exorbitant <laughs> amount of money.
0: Like, the hundreds of dollars to pay for yeah. just that. Like, ridiculous. Yeah. And, you know. You know, a lot I mean, of it, of course, know. comes down to like I said, a certificate of access. You know, if anyone else is going to Anime Expo, we might be going as well, like we did last year. So we kind of caught up. I, I feel like I have
1: to go now since I have tickets to a concert. So
0: <laughs> you were going anyway. What are you kidding? Yeah, I guess that was I already no have decision. my buy-in, right? Yeah, Maybe. you. No, just you did not. Uh, you don't. You don't have to weigh this decision. You were planning on it all along. So. Probably. All right, so lastly, though, before we finish up, we'd like to share where you can find us on Twitter. So where can they find you, Adam? Adam? My turn? Okay. He's zoned out. (laughs) Um, He heard Adam 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 here, but he heard anime, so he zoned out. Okay,
2: Uh, NG underscore S-E-D-A. And Josh. Adam, congratulations
1: on your recent offer.
0: Yes. Thank you. Congrats, man. You finally got a job. That's awesome. Happy to hear
1: it. Yeah, you'll be working at a national lab. Fancy! Yep. Learning time. all the secrets. Learning like, all, this, uh, all the all the secrets that you can't share to uh, to other future generations, and you can't even mention that that you're uh, sharing, uh, disclosing secrets either. So you have like to a top. Yeah, you now. have to learn. You have to learn the way to sidestep those topics as well from your seniors. It's Good luck.
0: He's like, gonna be like mm-hmm. a hazmat suit, like a sabotage mission at all times. <laughs> wow, I never knew Adam was a hitman. Yeah. <laughs> just to advance uh, close.
1: You can find me at HDKaren, hdkirin, H-D-K-I-R-I-N. Uh, you'll probably hear a lot of, of Gundam talk uh, around July. Gundam June Versus, July. right? You, that got announced. Yeah, Gundam- you were super Ver- excited. We didn't talk about yeah. that at all. But yeah, yeah Gundam cool. Versus got announced for the West. It's coming out this fall and uh, July in Japan, so I'll probably be getting both versions mm-hmm. to show support.
0: Yeah. I love it. Aaron won G Gundam, but apparently they got out of this instead. So.
1: Get yeah. the fuck out of here, G Gundam. You're ruining the game. <laughs> <Not just kidding. laughs> no, I'm just kidding, G Gundam fans, but no, seriously. Seriously. All
0: right. And finally, you can <laughs> find me at Zach Reese, uh, where I'll probably be posting a lot of screenshots for games. So you'll find me there. So thank you once again. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Josh, for being a part of this podcast as always. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the latest edition of the Detention Cast. Catch us next week for another episode. Bye, everyone.